self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode with some special guests from the podcast black married fly y'all can introduce yourselves Hey y'all, I'm Troublemaker. And I'm Candice And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys having us on, but we have a podcast called Black Mary Fly. It's basically about us, you know, being a Black Mary Fly couple, uh, talking about all sorts of stuff having to do with, you know, marriage and relationships and things like that. We thought it'd be, you know, something dope to have because we I was looking for a podcast at one point, you know, concerning marriage that I could relate to and I, I didn't find any, so I figured I'd start one. And now we're here. Yep. How deep are y'all into y'all podcast right now? We are on episode. The next episode will be twenty eight. Okay. okay. Yeah. And what time and, and day do y'all release that so everybody listening can check it out? Thursday mornings. Um, and you can you can find that on on bynkradio.com, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. We're in the process of getting on Stitcher and Google Play. Okay. Black dot fly. Yes, sir. And what y'all social media look like? Um, so Black Mary Fly, you can uh, that's at Black Mary Fly on Twitter, at Black Mary Fly on Instagram. You can send us an email, blackmaryfly at gmail.com. My my Twitter and Instagram are troublemaker at troublemaker T R E B L E M A K A. That's both Twitter and Instagram. And what's your Twitter and Instagram, babe? Candace and A on everything. That's C A N D A C E underscore D E N E A. Twitter. Everything. Instagram, everything. Okay, everything. Okay, cool. Y'all check out Black Mary Fly. We finna get into this podcast episode. You can find, well, I need y'all to go to the website. Check out www.conversationconartist.com for the links to our current podcast as well as stories surrounding it. Our old episodes as well as uh, hovering over to the left where you can leave us some mail feedback. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the list of letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is Conversation Current Artists with an S at gmail.com. Um, and because this episode is going to be a purely re- relationship-based episode, um, the question for this week is going to be whether or not couples should be social media official. So, like, Facebook official, uh, I don't know where, like, the couples that have the, the dual Facebook accounts or dual Twitters where it's, like, such and such and Jan. Like, if that's <laughs> necessary, <I'll see. laughs> Jan. Hey, <laughs> what y'all think about that? Um... I think I want to say whatever floats your boat. Like me personally, I think sometimes couples might have reasons for, you know, not being official on Facebook because they don't want everybody in their business or, you know, maybe they don't think a relationship going to last. So they don't want awkward questions. Maybe they, <laughs> this person's just a side piece. You know, I, I don't know. At all. Party for immediate, immediate <laughs> man <law. laughs> strike. So I don't know. Like, I think, I think like for me and her, like, when we got official, we we put it on you know Facebook and all of that. But I mean, I needed to. You need to. Yes, because you know I still had my would have been baby daddy on my tail. Oh yeah, that. so that's right. Like y'all, let me just publicize that. I'm Wait, you want to be baby daddy? Would have been. Would have been. <laughs> would have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll not get into we won't get into technically how that works like that's, that's yeah. <laughs> that but, but the point she, is it mm-hmm. served a greater purpose yes it yeah did. it wasn't just because i was yes, like oh did. my goodness i just want everybody to know that i'm with him i was like no i want a certain somebody to know that i'm with him <laughs> all our mutual friends spread the word because unfriending him wasn't enough apparently <laughs> that's sad but i don't the joint account where it's just like, yo, it's Kansas City and Troublemakers Facebook. Like, that's gay as fuck. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't get that. that I can't trust them to have his own social media account. We can't be together. Yeah, well, people kind of mush theirs together. Yeah. And it's just one account. That doesn't make any sense to me. I wonder what, I mean, I wonder what brings that about. I wonder if there's like one person insecure mm. and be like, the only way you can be on Facebook if we both on Facebook type situation. I feel like it has to be. Because under what other circumstances <laughs> would you want that? I think some people like real undisciplined with their DMs is, is what causes that kind of thing. <laughs> I just want to have it. DM. I just want to have Facebook. Right. I ain't got nothing to hide, but it's about like my freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have no Facebook. If we had to share Facebook, wouldn't be no Facebook. I'd be like, I'm out. I got married. That's why I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just suspending the joint. I don't know. Each his own. Like, I always think them things look dorky, but it's not my relationship. So I ain't trying to pass too much judgment. Yeah, if it worked for a day relationship, then <clears throat> I think you have to be in agreement, though, because I done had situations where couples like she mad because like she sent him a, a relationship request and he ain't accepted it, and it's like, well, why you don't want nobody to know we together? Why we can't? You know what I mean? Like so, sometimes it can cause problems. So what? So she just don't know she's a side piece yet. <laughs> Maybe he's still trying to work some things out that you don't know about mm. yet. <laughs> Possibly. Cause I, I ain't never heard a woman like when when dudes like, all right, I'm finna make it official on Facebook. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't do that. I've never heard a woman say that. I yeah, heard guys say that. like, let's hold off, but I've never heard a woman say that. <laughs> yeah. What know. about? So I had a situation where like my last relationship, we had like a silent breakup. Like, nobody in the world knew that it was a breakup even coming. It wasn't no situation. And so we stayed, like, in a relationship. We talked about it. It was like, look, let's just stay in a relationship. Hide it. Wow. <laughs> nobody don't know. Wow. And, like, a year from now, we all, we'll take it off of that situation. Because <laughs> nobody wanted wow. to answer no questions. Like, neither one of us wanted to answer no questions about what happened. And that's one of the things you have to, like, take into consideration when you do that is you're inviting people into that situation. So people are going to have questions like, why y'all ain't in a relationship no more? What happened? Because doesn't it say, like, when you take it, take the status down, does it say, like, such and such broke up? I don't know how it works. I've it never it used to. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't changed my status that way in, like, four years. Now. Oh, okay. Like, you can set it to where it's public, and then when you change it, it changes publicly, or you can set it to where, like, yo, if you happen to creep on my actual wall, like, you're going to see I'm out of this relationship type of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like that, that yeah, that depends on what kind of family you got. Like some families don't don't uh, accept the answer, mind your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so so when they start asking, you got questions. I, I completely get that. Yeah, I mean, in your business type of family. So if if we broke up publicly, fakely, or anything, I'm gonna get about 18 phone calls. Girl, what's going on? We How married though. Treating that boy like that. Uh, what's wrong with you? We married though. It's a little bit. It is a little bit different. Even when we were dating, like the first time you came to California, like they was on me about fixing your plate. You let, you let that man fix it. Like you didn't fix it. Like <laughs> word. 
I got friends on my Facebook that like they ain't proclaimed they in a relationship, but they always putting a picture with some people's hands in it or like <laughs> them next to their shoulder so you can see, like see it's another shoulder next to theirs. It's like I don't want to let you in too much. I'm gonna let you know there's something going on, but that's all you need to know. Relationship coming soon. So one of the dorky things like me and Candace used to do was like when we were, you know, still going through the are, are we going to be permanent kind of phase? Are we is this going to be official kind of thing? It's like we would leave like stupid songs like on each other's wall, like some YouTube, YouTube or some song, you know, some lovey-dovey R&B type of song or some song that we feel in, something like that. And uh, yeah, so people started putting that together. It's like, why they why do these two friends keep leaving these kind of, you know, LSG type of songs on each other wall. Like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> so that people but, who knew y'all the most was kind of seeing it and getting it. Yeah. Put pieces together. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody knew but us, so. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it be that way sometimes. Sometimes other people can see what you can't see or what you don't see till later. So That's why I don't like therapists. Why? Because, <laughs> like, okay. Much? That's part of it, you know the the part the parts of of a person that they already know about, but they don't like to acknowledge. Therapists like to bring up, you know what I'm saying? Well, not all th- like I don't do that to so, people. Now, if so, you ask me my opinion, I'm gonna give it to you. That's so fair. everybody gets the disclaimer that knows me. Don't ask me if you don't want to know, because <laughs> <laughs> you might get answered. You don't like. But, like, I don't just go around like even if I see something in somebody, I don't just go around being like, you know. So no, I just I only friend. mean within like a session. That's 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 what I mean. Oh, I don't mean like therapist people for. or a certain yeah, and that's why I want to leave. <laughs> now, too, I guess to your point, there are a lot of people outside of a session that have the knowledge and they try to impart that just randomly, sporadically, oh. without any prompt. You know, and there are some therapists in a session that will take that information and they just don't do what you need them to do with it. So mm-hmm. it's off put into the situation, you know? Yeah. Well, and the thing I always tell my clients, like, especially like the first session, if we're not vibing, it's cool. I can help you. Because like, it's, it's only going to work if you feel comfortable talking to me. So like, if you feel yeah. weird, or, like you don't want to disclose, that's cool. But you just, you need to let me know that so I can find you somebody or help you find somebody that you do. Because the only way that it works is if you like can be open and talk to that person. And, yeah. it's, and it's the same for any I relationship. I feel like if it's my job to make you comfortable enough to talk to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not expected of you to talk to me just because I'm a person that's supposed to know how to talk to people. Yeah, that's not So how if works. you don't want to say nothing, don't say nothing. If you can't, I hadn't done my job and we might not mesh enough for me to be able to get that, you know, get you that open with me. And so, you know, it's just somebody else's fit you. Mm. The thing is, like, we bring our personalities to the job. So, you know what I'm saying, and and because of that, you may not mesh with somebody because you you know their their persona, their personality outside of the office may not be one that you would vibe with anyway. And so in session, mm. you know we all have basically the same knowledge. Our approach is going to be different, and so you know you may not vibe with them. And I've had that happen. You know sometimes I was glad that they were like, no, like you know what I feel it too. <laughs> Let me help you find somebody else. <laughs> I was feeling when we were here. I was feeling it too. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it's like any other relationship. You, it's not going to be an automatic fit. Us having a degree doesn't make us like a perfect fit for everybody that walks in the mm. office. You know, and you have to be humble enough. I feel like some therapists aren't, but I feel like you have to be humble enough to recognize that 
you ain't gonna be a fit for everybody, and that's yeah. cool. Okay. So. Anything else about social media? Social media? Don't share an account. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Be individual. Sharing accounts is whack. Definitely. Yeah. Every time I see that, I'm just like, why? What would you do this for? If I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm sending a message, how I know which one? Like, I may be sending it specifically to this one part of the couple. <laughs> now, right. I don't know who's going to see it. Like, what I end up doing, like, because I have a couple of friends that have their Facebook that way. Bro, what's your number? I'm just gonna text you. <laughs> like, I, I'm not gonna do the Facebook Messenger thing with, and I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't. Yeah. yeah not that, because no. what if you know you're not friends with Jan? You only friends with Steve. Right. Yeah. Like Jan and Steve. <laughs> White bread. Because <laughs> I feel like I mean, they have to, like, ask names to do this. <laughs> to be real, like. A face, a person wanting to share a Facebook account or relationship, it's just a very small, minuscule part of the issue that you're gonna be dealing with that person in a relationship. That's real. If they, if they talking that. about, if they are territorial enough to not want you to have the freedom to be able to have your own set of friends and your own set of communication and trust you mm-hmm. to do that without any issues, then you got more problems than just trying to figure out right. Facebook. Right. right. I mean, guess what? You can have multiple accounts. So yeah, okay, you want to have one with the two of us? Cool. I'm just going to go over it. If I'm going to do something outside of our relationship, you making us have this joint account ain't going to stop that from happening. That's true. That's true, too. You know, you need to take a look at the relationship because I could just make another account under a different name and still be out here getting holes. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I agree. I'd love to ask somebody that though. Why? Why'd you guys do that? <laughs> because like I got tweeting <laughs> somebody's Twitter DMs. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the only way I get to interact with people. Yeah, now. it's the only way she take me back. <laughs> like one of your old church friends. That's a that's a woman. Holler at you, and now your your partner see it, and your relationship bad for two weeks. <laughs> two, <laughs> weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks minimum. Mm. Like, mm. first thing you tell me, you should not have sent me this message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta re- gotta reply strong immediately. Right. How come you didn't check her? I didn't, just trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. Listen, I tell me what to do. I will know for next time. Right, I will know right. For next time. People be like, so I like I I used to um, write spoken word, and so I was friends with somebody on Facebook that also wrote. So I posted a, a poem and I've tagged a bunch of people in it. Mm. His girlfriend in my inbox at the time asking me questions. And I'm like, girl, like, first of all, he was one of like a hundred people tagged. Secondly, he's not my type. Like, if you're that upset because I wrote a poem and tagged him in it, his name wasn't in it, wasn't about him, had nothing to do with him, but they already were having problems because he was a serial cheater. Which wasn't my business. I didn't have anything oh. to do with that. <laughs> but like, Facebook just creates more problems in, in relationships that aren't solid. I feel like Facebook just enables a lot of fuckery. Like, if you already got you know BS tendencies, like Facebook can amplify that if you don't control it properly. That's all. It's just another mm-hmm. tool to be used. However, you want to use it. True. Yep. Yeah. That's how it goes. Well, I believe that answered that as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) We just can't relate.
No. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in through the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is Conversation Con Artist with an S at gmail.com. I have a question before we move on to the next thing. Okay. Let's do Cal- Calamity Red, are you still doing your YouTube? I do. Okay. I tuned into that. I, I'm very interested. Interesting oh. stuff. And if y'all ain't if y'all ain't familiar, you know she got a great YouTube. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what's vlog. <laughs> All right, sorry, didn't mean to derail that. Oh no, nah, you're good. good. I mean, at any point, if y'all got something y'all want to interject, that is perfectly fine. Okay. But the uh, the premise of this show is, you know, we got. Oh yeah, I didn't even explain that shit. <laughs> we got a couple of therapists <laughs> over here who work with couples who have worked with couples who just have, I guess, a hint of formal knowledge about relationships. I feel like I need to preface this by saying I fucking hate couples counseling. Let me just say that. It's one of my least favorite types of counseling to do. I actually get sad when I see couples on my book. And the Mm -hmm. only reason is because people wait way, way too late to, like, come in and want your help. Because by the time they come in, you didn't call him all kind of MS and you've been a bitch. And, like, what you want me to do with this? (laughs) Like, y'all can't undo this. (laughs) You should have came three months ago. What happened is the woman for the longest be like, we need to go to counseling. We need to go to counseling. And then when that sparkle in her eye die, he be like, we can go to counseling. Yep. <laughs> yep. That sparkle gone. This got the fuck on. Gone. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll go just to entertain that shit, but it and ain't going to work. My first session, I split them up. I have them each come back individually. And I say, what is your purpose in coming mm-hmm. to counseling? Is it to save this relationship or is it to get rid of this relationship? Because we could do either. I just need to know the direction that we we need to go in. And sometimes yeah. a woman will come back and be like, he just, I've been asking him to do this forever. And now he want to do it. I'm done. I just need, you know, we just need to be done. Then he'll come back and be like, I mean, I just, you know, I, I feel like we, we need to work on this. And I'm really sorry. And I just, you know, um, I, I, I want, I want my marriage. I really, and it's like. It sounds like you and me arguing. <laughs> Those two voices she did. She did. Fuck this shit. I'm out. I just want him to understand why I'm out. <laughs> I think a lot of guys have a, a low emotional intelligence quotient. You know what I'm saying? Like, we pick up, at least me and some of the guys I know, we pick up on things a little bit slower, a little bit later, as far as like gauging like where a relationship might actually be at. Because I think some women are, are good at, um, getting over something in the moment even though it's still bothering them but they maintain like it's not still bothering them even if it's still festering so it's like oh okay her mood's better now today so whatever i did yesterday must be straight it's like no it's not straight you know and it manifests in different ways that's all we don't talk about that (laughs) we don't get man society has just really forced men to suppress their emotional selves it ain't that we don't have it it's just Society done told us that it don't really benefit us to have emotions. Whether you mm-hmm. be angry, you can be angry. That's oh, the only yeah. emotion. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I don't think it's say we can be angry. I just think that's the easiest one to pull all of them emotions into. Like, but it's yep. the most accepted. Like, people accept you being angry more than they'll accept you coming crying. Like, well, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, clearly, you can't cry every day. At a certain point, if you done held it down for like three years and then you cry one time, that shouldn't be something that makes me be like, give us your man card, bro. You, it's a wrap. Right. Right. You know? But if you're told from like 
a small boy, like big boys don't cry. Wipe them tears. Boys don't cry. That sticks with a kid. And then you grow up thinking that, you know, it's not okay for you to be emotional. And you suppress it. And it usually comes out in angry-ass ways. And you be sending mm-hmm. my office. And I realized right. that shit, like, when I was behind the bar at Red Lobster, I realized how fucked up that toxic masculinity <laughs> yes, shit was. <laughs> I had a, I had a, a family come up. They were waiting to get a table. And the mom ordered a strawberry daiquiri for her son. And the dude got mad. He said, my son ain't be drinking no damn strawberry daiquiris. Give him a strawberry smoothie. And that's I was like, a lot better. What the fuck what? is that? In his head, <laughs> clearly, he had, he had connected daiquiris with drinks that women drink. <laughs> and they look smooth, the same, like, bro. It's the same thing with milk in it. <laughs> it's the exact same thing with fucking ice cream in it. My so question, I just I realized Candy child. had a legitimate question. This was gonna be a virgin daiquiri, I hope, because you keep saying child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virgin. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a real plot twist though, man. Like I was expecting them to say, Don't give him no daiquiri, give him a rum and coke or something like that. Like smoothie. Oh, strawberry smoothie. For real. Yeah. It's still gonna have that fruit on the side of the glass and shit. Like <laughs> Mm-mm. That ain't no different. It's just it was just so stupid. Cause I pour I essentially poured the exact same drink into the blender and added ice cream to it. I gave it back to the boy. Like I hope he learned something. Yeah. I'm trying to get a tip. I ain't gonna say shit. Yeah. Yo, passive aggressive. It wasn't a situation where you you want to look at the woman dead in the eyes and be like, you made this decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yourself and your family. Yeah. Right. Right. Your choice. I, th- I think there's a lot to that, though. Um, toxic, toxic masculinity, I think, is something that ends up being one of those, uh, how do I put it, buzzwords, you know, that, yeah. that mm-hmm. a lot of people get up in arms about, you know, on both sides of, of that situation. But I, th- I think it is a real problem in a lot of ways. And I think it's reinforced by multiple parts of society. So it's not a situation where, you know, most women feel that men should be expressive in their emotions. It's like a lot of women have that same kind of, you know, masculine standard for a man that isn't necessarily positive and all the guys around him will reinforce that too. You know, like you said about the crying. Yeah. yeah. I cry all the time. I know. Black men aren't allowed to have any emotions. Y'all can't be sad. Y'all can't be angry. Y'all can't mm-hmm. be anything but neutral. Yeah. <laughs> you be happy. So I'm right. like, I guess. <laughs> no, you can't cry. But if you, anything, other than black man, maybe you can get away with some other emotions. Mm. You're black man, don't get too happy because now you're gonna get a you know little jigaboo right going, and don't get too mad because now everybody's here and you're gonna raise your daughter. So right, right, it's no win here. It's a tightrope. So all of that came from. We got the therapy side of, of this episode. Today. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I like that. I like that flow. I like how it went. But troublemaking candidates represent the actual experience. Of a relationship, you know, we got a little bit of hint of book knowledge about maybe relationships, but like it's so vast, it's like it's like a star in the galaxy hell, you know, the the amount of you know information the books give you versus you know reality and dealing with actual relationships. Oh yeah, you know, so we just got like some do's and don'ts of relationships from the therapeutic perspective and then from the relationship perspective, and then we just gonna elaborate on some of that stuff. Let me get on my soapbox real quick, though, for anybody listening, because I can't stand this shit for people to come in and look at my hands and see that there's not a ring there. And how are you going to help me? You're not even married. Is this about my marriage or is it about yours? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't about me. What we do as therapists is we bring our knowledge and our training. You bring your experiences, your situation. It's a collaborative effort. This isn't a situation where I'm going to tell you what to do. You go out and do it and your life is all, you know, roses and, and, and rainbows. Because that's not how it works. It's a collaboration. You know, you've been going to your family and getting advice and that shit hadn't worked out for you. That's not what this is. This is like a collaboration. So you bring your experiences. Even if I was married, it wouldn't be about my marriage and I shouldn't be making it about my marriage. It should be about you guys. So please don't go into your therapist's office if you are a couple that ends up going into a therapist and say, well, you're not married. What do you know? I don't. Whatever it is you tell me about your relationship, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, People be trying to you. use that shit to invalidate the stuff that they don't like that you say. Right. Yeah. Right. And realistically, you there because it's some shit that need to be said that you ain't gonna like. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. So I, I like just being married has had, gave you the answers. Y'all wouldn't be coming in here sitting in front of me. <laughs> that's facts. Facts. Like, and, and I think that's one of the misnomers about therapy. Like, I have been to a therapist multiple times, especially when I was younger. Um. I think a lot of people look at it as a car mechanic, like therapist is a car mechanic, like it's a completely passive experience. So I go in there, I tell them what my problem is, and then I lay back and the therapist just fixes everything. And then they give me my car back and I go home, you know, and it's it's more like uh, to me, it's, it's more like a, a gym trainer, somebody in the gym, you know, somebody who they may not already necessarily have all the experience for what you where you want to be, but they have all the book knowledge. You know, they've been taught. Uh, this is the best way to go about solving this particular problem based on whatever your, you know, individual circumstances. And that, and that's how I explain how I explain counseling to people is it's just at the point in time when you get a certain from when you start, you know, our life it's a big ball of knots just tangling up in your head. And therapy is just a way to help untangle some of them knots. And once mm-hmm. you start getting them untangled, therapy is just supposed to help you be able to maintain keeping them untangled. Therapy is working with you to not have to work with you. Yeah. It ain't supposed okay. to be no long like I mean narcissistic personality, so it's some shit that you need to work with somebody for a long Ooh. time. But nice. for the most part, therapy is supposed to be it's time sensitive. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be done, you're supposed to learn skills and you're supposed to be able to maintain that situation. You know? Okay. Everybody know like no therapist should be giving you advice. Nope. And you if know? they are run, run yeah. fast. Advice <laughs> because if I tell you, hey troublemaker, this is what you need to do. And you come back, you know, in a wheelchair with two legs gone. Now it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bad it's so like, well, damn, clearly my advice fucked you up. You know what right. I'm saying? We'll right. put ourselves in that position. If a therapist is putting themselves in that position, then that's not a good therapist to be at. Because I'm supposed to be helping you make the most, the decisions that are most congruent with who you are and who you want to be. That don't have nothing to do with what I know. You right. know what I'm saying? That just has to do with what you know. Yeah. So, yep. Every therapist don't look at it like this, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Some of them are ass. Yeah. Some of them need to be in a different profession. Hell. <laughs> Y'all know it's true. Because I didn't came across a, across a couple, and I'm like, they you're not qualified, license, bro. Though? Yeah. <laughs> Five new ass therapists every conference I go to. Yeah. <laughs> ass therapist. <laughs> that do sound weird. Like yes, a therapist for your ass. <laughs> No, this therapist is ass, dog. Don't don't fuck with him. <laughs> he he gonna have you in that in that wheelchair with two legs going. Exactly. <laughs> fuck up. Start with your list. You want to start with mine? Uh, let's do a roundtable thing. Let you do one. Uh, 
y'all choose who want to do one of y'all's, and then I go. Then we can go back and forth. Y'all want to do it like that? Yeah. Sure. We can do it like yep. that. Yep. Yep. Okay. One of my dudes is do communicate effectively, though. Communication only works if it's done like in the right way, right? So, from a therapist perspective, that includes like you know, I statements. That includes reflective listening. Reflective listening is essentially before I respond to what it is that you say, I repeat it back to you how I heard it, not verbatim because that comes off as snarky. How I heard it, it serves two purposes. The first purpose is if I gotta, li- if I know I gotta repeat back what you said, I'm more likely to listen. I can't repeat it back if I wasn't listening to what you said. Secondly, if I repeat it back how I heard it and it was wrong, you can be like, no, that's not what I, that's not what I meant at all. What I meant was mm-hmm. this. So just yeah. making sure that you, you communicate in an effective way because people don't do that. They let stuff fester. Like you were talking about earlier where it's like, oh, no, I'm fine. Okay, she's fine. And yeah. then, you know, a couple of hours later, I just really think it's funny how <laughs> that, that situation. So. <laughs> You're here like, now I don't want to punch a hole in your chest so we can talk about it. Uh, so what's funny about that, like, for me is, like, the repeating back thing. I get that part where I just repeat back what she says verbatim when I'm doing that. And for us, I think, I don't know if she would admit this, but, like, I feel like this is how you know she knows we're about to start arguing. Because I'll repeat what she said back to her verbatim and then start trying to take it apart. Like, this is what I don't understand about it. And that's, 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 that's like, the, 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 the starting point of the, of the argument. And it just goes from there. Basically, like, at that point, just go ahead and ring the bell because it's song. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Like, that's it. But it's because I feel like he's not trying to interpret anything. He's just repeating what I said. And I'm just like, I know what I said. I'd be like, well, this is what you said, and this is why I took yeah. it this way, rather than trying to understand what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Just hit record and then press play back. <laughs> right. That's why you don't repeat it back verbatim, because it's it's supposed to be your take on it, so mm-hmm. that if your take on it isn't right, then she could correct you and just say, oh. no, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this. But if you repeat it back verbatim, I don't know if you took anything from it. Like, all you're doing is just saying what I said like a parrot. Okay. Yeah. So relationship with the parent. <laughs> and you know, you can't be like all condescending with it either. You can't be like, okay, so what I heard is your childhood <laughs> issues and your insecurities <laughs> have trickled over into the thread of our relationship. Yeah. And you trying right to there. figure out how I can fix that. <laughs> I, I got a friend me and him communicate kind of the same way we we both do that she do the, the childhood issues part but <laughs> yeah. but the thing is the thing is it's okay to talk about the childhood issues it's okay to talk about insecurities but not in the middle of the bullshit no <laughs> you know <laughs> right. exactly okay. when the, okay. the bullshit is gone we need to get out we don't need to bring up this stuff during a, a time of you know heated exchange now's mm-hmm. not the time to talk about them issues and stuff that's conversation to have when it's time to just have a conversation you know it's time to communicate about life and what we've done experienced and what we've gone on and you know the last time we argued i think some of that came from blah 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 as i you know sat mm-hmm. back and thought about it and reflected when it's your calm and peace not saying that won't even turn into an argument but yeah. at least it will be some productive conversation by the time that is over okay yeah, the point of that conversation is to resolve whatever that current problem is <coughs> 
a lot of times people want to take on two, three issues. Don't do that because it's overwhelming mm. and somebody's going to get upset. Whatever it is that started this conversation, stick to that. Don't go off and be like, well, and then last week, because I've been meaning to bring this up. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> One topic at a time. Um, and just kind of, you know, you want to repeat it back in a way that you know you would receive it. So don't, by being condescending, don't say it in a way that you know is going to provoke that person. Because the thing about mm-hmm. relationships, the closer you are, the, the quicker you know what those buttons are to mask. So you know what mm-hmm. those words are. You know what that tone is that'll get they go. And then y'all going to be arguing. And that's not the point and <laughs> the purpose. Of the right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my... So, another thing about communication, from my perspective, is it's not just talking. You know, communicate. I mean, communicating means you know talking. But as it pertains mm-hmm. to a relationship, the way I look at it is communicating is allowing that person to know your your thoughts, your feel, fears, your desires, everything. And I think men a yeah. lot of the times get into a pattern of uh, not all men, but yeah, I've been reading some Facebook threads. Well, apparently this is a common thing for men when they get into a slump. Or get into a situation, they withdraw and they be quiet and they don't, you know, communicate with the world. <laughs> From my standpoint, that is the only person in the world that exists that is supposed to be able to help you with your fears, to help you with mm. your anger, your frustration, and it might put a little stress on them, yeah. But that's not a reason not to have that dialogue because they don't, they the ones that are carrying your stress for you, as you'll carry that stress for them from time to time, you know. So communication mm-hmm. goes deeper into just dialogue. It goes into understanding that person and knowing that that is the person that you want to most deeply know and understand you and help you with the things that you struggle with okay and the other side of that my my don'ts because my don'ts and do's like lined up don't drop hints just be direct if you need something for somebody just don't be you right. should know i shouldn't have to say well she should have knew i shouldn't have had to say like don't do that if it's important enough for you to bring up bring it up don't drop hints like if i live with somebody and I, I got to go to work today and he off. It would be insane for me to take, you know what? He off. He can wash these clothes. But I'm not going to tell him that. I'm just going to take all the dirty clothes and put them on the bed. And I'm going to leave. Because he don't see that. He don't know what that means. But guess what's going to happen when I come back home? Them damn clothes going to still be on the bed. Because right. he's going to be like, oh, I didn't know what you, I thought you were going to do something with him. I didn't want to touch it. I thought, I didn't know. Be direct. Like, if you need something from somebody, especially the person that you're with, that's who you're supposed to be able to go to. So don't be so quick to assume that they're going to automatically be able to read your mind. Or Like, people feel like, we've been together long enough. He should know. That's not how that works. Like, if it's something that you need and you're not getting, be direct. Don't be dropping hands. Don't be like, you know, I thought you would figure it out because I haven't been coming home. Don't do that. Just Mm -hmm. be direct (laughs) and honest. Don't drop hands. That don't work. Sometimes people don't get your hints. Sometimes they ignore the shit out of your hints. Right. If I ask you for it directly and you don't give it to me, now we have an issue. Yeah. I'm dropping hints. I don't know if you actually figured it out or not. So one of one of the things like I think Candace Denae like had a had a, a bit of difficulty like swallowing it that way to where it's like, all right, I have to do it this way now. Cause what it used to be was like sometimes she she has to work on Saturdays. I don't work on Saturdays. So she'll go, she'll leave the house and it'll be this like the same kind of illustration you gave, like with the dirty clothes and you know the pile of clothes not folded, and they just sit right back there. Like when she got home, she can find me playing 2K and the clothes are right there next to me, not not done at all. So what she started doing now is like she'll send me a little message. Hey, honey, it'd be great if you did the following. Da 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 da. You know, and most of them get done now. Now that she's doing it that way, but 
at the same time, like she'll be indirect sometimes, and and it's it's cute in a way, but sometimes it's kind of irritating. Like, I'm like, dang, I'm wishing I had a cup of water right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, she'll she'll say stuff like, "Man, I sure am thirsty." Like, why don't you ask me to get you some water, yo? <laughs> That's My what you want. Parched. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, I'm, th- I'm thirsty. I wish she, was reading my thoughts. she don't even say Robert. I'm thirsty. She say, "Man, I sure am thirsty." Like she's just talking to the sky or something. <laughs> we, we talk about it. a nice glass of water would be perfect right now. Yeah, the, and talk to me about what you want. Well, Robert's talking about communicating. I do think that body language, like how you receive someone telling you that directly that they need something. Like if you sit at your arms crossed and you don't look at them, like look up from your phone, look at what they're saying, like. You might as well ring the bell for that too because depending on who you're dealing with, just saying yeah, uh huh, but ain't making no eye contact, mm. that's not a good sign. No, it's not. And it's just rude as shit. Like, <laughs> it's just rude. Like, that's Look, right. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a fellas a little little tip right here. If you oh, play games, shit. all right. If you're a fella that play a game and you win the two K and you playing and you playing and she asks you something, if your shoulders immediately drop, you got a situation now. You okay? do. <laughs> you need to be intentional about your your, your uh, body language. <laughs> like you need in your head, you need to be saying, "Okay, maintain the same position I'm currently in as she's asking me this thing, <laughs> while I decide how I'm going to go about it." Oh, I mean, man. what would be ideal is if you pause while keeping your shoulders up, turned and looked at her directly, and said, "What? <laughs> I didn't hear you. I'm playing a game." Man, that is not going to go over well at all. If I said <laughs> it's going to diffuse whatever she thought you should have heard when she was talking to you and you weren't listening because you were playing the game the first damn Shoulders dropped. Shoulders dropped. I remember I mean, that. So I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. So the situation becomes <clears throat> games today, you need to know what games he played because pause ain't really going to work all the time. If you were playing online, like I got a pro-am team on 2K. Oh, yeah? yeah okay. I got people depending on me for 25 minutes. <laughs> and a 25 minute spurt. Pause, like if I just started a game, I'm sorry. We got a 25 minute minimum on me mm-hmm. being able to do something. Okay, but what's but, more important, this next 25 minutes or the next 25 years? That's why I'm that's saying, listen, oh, that's oh, why oh, I'm oh, saying, oh, that's oh, why oh, I'm oh, saying, oh, no, oh, have the knowledge, understand, and don't need nothing for them 25 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and when you walk in and you see fourth quarter on that thing, okay, I, I got, I got three, four minutes left. I'm going to get all I can in between that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with being aware and maybe making a little bit of room, knowing that at 3 p.m. on Fridays he got this game for 25 minutes. Get <laughs> popping afterward, right? right. <laughs> or maybe get a popping before so he can play hella shitty that game. Maybe mm-hmm. that's your direction. Oh, we don't do that on program. <laughs> ain't, ain't no hella shitty on program. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I mean, like the communication just sharing like when you especially once you cross over into either marriage or you're living together and sharing a space those kind of conversations need to happen because it makes stuff a lot easier especially if y'all arguing over the same stuff if you plan every day at the same time i obviously don't need to be coming and asking you for stuff during that time because i know you're not gonna listen you're not hearing me at all and then i'm gonna have to repeat it and i'm gonna be angry when i could just wait so like that that's just mm-hmm. part of the communication and kind of getting to know each other and making sure that you're being considerate of each other as well. So that's part of the communication. I feel like is like, you know, you know, I play every, every Saturday at three. So. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, they're showing the back burner until three 30. 
We'll talk about it before then. Yeah. <laughs> so what we got from the from the experience side? Um my first don't is uh are we just doing dudes first? Good doing dudes? Do both of them if she did okay. do and don't. Okay. Because um, together, so <laughs> <laughs> my first don't is uh don't nag. Um it it doesn't really uh, to me it doesn't really do anything constructive like and there's a difference between like nagging and somebody not listening and you having to get your point across in different ways but if you're saying the same thing repeatedly like over and over and over and over and over again like that's supposed to motivate the person to go do something else it all it does is make at least me it makes me more frustrated she don't really nag me no more there was a point where she used to and i wasn't very receptive to it now she got other ways to communicate with me like as far as like the nag thing goes so she might restate it a different way she might say hey i need to talk to you and then you know increase the the amount of importance that she has on this one specific thing or i might but, get mad aggressive and unplug the video guy you ain't done that i would though man yeah that's that's what i deal with that's what i do it <laughs> but so i i think and i think the, um you know, stereotypically, it's women that nag. I think guys nag too. They nag for different things. You know what I'm saying? They may may nag differently, but like just using the same mode of communication with the same verbiage over and over and over and over and over again to to try to get your point across with something is just ineffective. It's like banging your head up against a brick wall. So that's my my first don't. Definition of insanity: doing exactly the same thing, expecting a different result. Yes, Does ma'am. Does that work? <laughs> so where do where does a couple? find the balance between one person trying to get something done and the other person not listening like at, at what point do you realize which is which um so for me it's more about i have to identify what it is that i want done like i have to don't do that <laughs> um, um it's it's uh I have to examine what it is that I want her to do, like, you know, for example, something, and I have to see, do I really want her to do this? Do I need her to do this? What's the importance of her doing this? And if it looks like to me she's not receptive, she doesn't want to do it, um, we'll discuss why. And then I have to weigh out how important is this to me to get done. If it's not that important, I'll let it go. If, it's, if it is that important, then I'm going to push back some more. What's your thoughts? I mean, he's really sterile in, like, everything that he does. Like, he might as well be, like, the computer robot man. Like, <laughs> he needs to be very literal. It needs to be very sterile. It needs to be very clean-cut instruction. Or it doesn't make sense to him. No room for interpretation. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, like, there's things that I say, I'll be like, why are you taking this so literally? But um, for me, I feel like when it comes to are you nagging or are you just straight the fuck up ignoring somebody i think it's a fine line like to me nagging is pick up the socks pick up the socks nagging is not hey i need you to pay me attention something's really right going on. right right like at that point depending on the nature of the subject you just don't want to fucking hear that shit you know mm-hmm. couples counseling and sit on right, couch right. and shit out of her don't do so, that so <laughs> um i do really think it's subjective in that aspect to where for me, like, I grew up, my mom was a freaking Nazi about cleaning, like, OCD status, need to have lines in the carpet when you vacuum. So being clean and picking stuff up really makes a difference to me. Whereas to him, it's just like, whatever, like, it's just socks on the floor. Like, you don't have to make mm-hmm. them every day. But explaining the importance is what I think makes the difference. Yeah. Like, I will go crazy in a dirty house. He will not. But we keep it clean because we want my sanity. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I'm a nasty person. 
I think her like she just likes things super organized and and I'm okay with things being messy as long as I know where everything's at. So then it goes back to like what she just said about like values. So like with the socks, the the socks being on the floor like doesn't mean a whole lot to me as long as they eventually make it to the laundry bin. But I, that's because for me socks socks being on the floor doesn't mean much. So when she's like if she was nagging me about it, it's like okay, I don't see what the big deal is. She's not explaining what the big deal is to her. So it's whatever. Once she explains, hey, I need this for the following reasons. This is why I need this done. Then it becomes um, a do I respect her her welfare within the relationship enough to, to change my behavior for it. You see what I'm saying? So to me, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. between nagging and just expressing, like, if it doesn't fucking matter, then shut the fuck up. You don't need to keep saying shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if it does matter and no action's following it, you need to explain why it does matter and at that point decide if this person really gives a shit or not. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can nag about small stuff. I mean, big stuff. Like, if somebody's saying, you know, we don't spend enough quality time and they're saying that over and over again, that's more of a cry for help rather than saying, rather than, you know, just nagging you. Nagging is about, is always going to be in my head about small things, things that seem inconsequential unless somebody explains them. So it sounds like nagging, a, a caveat to nagging is also that person communicating to you why it's so important to them. Right. For that thing to be resolved so that you can go through your process of how am I going to now transition this into my my system of, you know, fixing that thing. Mm hmm. Right. OK. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You want to give them to do? Um, you know, we're at. I can see it. Okay. Thank you. We got them written down. <laughs> Apparently, right along with don't nag goes with do learn your spouse's love language. So, okay. if yeah. y'all read that book, if you haven't read that book, Five uh, Love Languages, pretty good book for all couples to mm-hmm. read probably before y'all become a couple. Definitely. Just so you can know who you are yeah. in a relationship, if nothing else. Um, I definitely think it helps because then you realize what uh, your effective communication tools actually are. And there's but, a test for that online that you can take to find. I mean, it's good to read the book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get just notes. <laughs> Yeah, to find out what yeah. your love language is. Yeah, that's important. And it's important to realize that how you receive love may not be how the other person receives love. The purpose of learning that love language is so you know what you need to do for the other person and you know what to ask for from the other person. Because right. some people, you know, some people like to be, what is it, words of affirmation, gifts, gifts touch, physical, I think. Touch. physical touch, acts of service. Yeah. And then quality time. Quality mm-hmm. time. So if you're somebody that is a quality time person and you feel like, oh, just because we sit and we watch TV together, like I'm good with that, the other person might need for you to tell them, like, he look, are you look, let me know I look handsome today. Like, you know, you don't ever say anything right. about how. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't. I'm a words of affirmation person. She's an acts of service person. Okay. So y'all know. So then that means that she she's going to have to tell you that you look nice from time to time and you have to pick up your socks. Right. Help her out with stuff. And yeah, looking clean, you know, when she don't Too expect it. struggles. <laughs> that means you yeah, also I... have to you also have to build up the culture of that in your relationship. If you know that you're a words of affirmation per- person, you got to give that to them for them to see that, you know, you want that back. Like that's going to build a culture because if you don't do that thing to show them that that's what it means to you, 
then you're not going to get that back. Like, all of that stuff is going to diminish. All of that stuff is going to go away at some point. If nobody is doing anything, you know, or just one person is doing it and is not being reciprocated, even if that's not your love language, that's going to build a culture of your relationship of saying, you know, this is important to me, so I'm going to show her that it's important to me, and she's going to give it back, and it'll go back and forth like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my understanding, though, is that a lot of people, like, they love with their love language. So... I, I give Candace compliments all the time. I tell her how nice she looks and how much I love her and all that kind of stuff. But I got pretty girl syndrome, so you know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You definitely do. But but her her love language is acts of service. So she's more receptive to if she comes home after I do, you know, house is cleaned up and there's a, and there's a cooked meal. At the same time, the way she loves me is doing stuff for me spontaneously. You know, it might be, you know, cooking something. It might be, you know, uh, renting that new Batman animated movie that just came out, you know, for us to watch. Something like that. Those kind of things. And um, I think because I'm not like that's not my love language. I have to get used to doing things that I don't think she's going to be receptive to because I'm not receptive to them. You understand what I'm saying? It's much easier if both people have the same love language, but. We don't, and I don't think most people, most couples Most do. people don't. Yeah, most couples don't. They don't. Yeah. I think it, it sets the tone for how they want to receive that thing when they do it in a way that shows you that, you know, if I'm doing it in this way, I must want something similar. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like, because even if you, even if they're giving you that love language, you know, that's supposed to be showing you how to receive that thing. Mm-hmm. But I think he's right. Most people do initially yeah. love with the language that that they receive it with, yeah. not understanding that that may not be how that person receives it. Most of the time, you're going to do what you want back, if that makes sense. And so sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, stepping outside of that and doing what the other person needs. In order to do that, first of all, she has to know what she needs before she can tell yeah. you That's real what important. she needs. So mm-hmm. you have to learn your own before you can learn somebody else's because you have to be able to explain to them what it is that you need as well. So it's important to know both sides. You need to know your own for sure. So that when you go into a relationship, a new relationship, you can say, Hey, I'd like to, you know, I need you to build me up. I need you to tell me I look nice. If if I look nice, I need to hear that. I'm appreciated. Um, so that you can get that. Cause again, don't drop hints. Well, you should just be telling me I look nice. Not really. <laughs> like I said, what if you don't look nice today? Like I'm just gonna pick it up. Dang. Do something I, with that hair. Maybe we will. Maybe I will tell you look nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just open up a whole new can of worms. <laughs> I I like that phrasing you used on point though. The the culture of the relationship, protecting the culture of the relationship. I, I haven't heard that phrase before, but I, I think that in, in summation is, is I think, the, the place where a lot of couples end up going wrong. The culture of, of their relationship is just screwed up. It's like, you know, it might be tempestuous or something, but there's something yeah. wrong with that inherently there, and then it spreads out to every other every other facet of the relationship. Yeah. Yep, it's like a virus. Definitely. Yeah. Mess up everything. Yep. So, my don't is don't keep score oh lord it's it's really hard when you're not because if you're a kind of person that just know what you do for people constantly it's hard to not get some of those things back and not want to be like well i did this (laughs) that's some hard shit sometimes like (laughs) not even like for me like with friends and with family like i want to be like you know I fucking bought you this shit like two years ago, right? <laughs> I spent $500 on your ass. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? 
not that that stuff is inside is not inside but not keeping score means that you don't use that thing against your mate to try to achieve some of your own personal goals or whatever mm-hmm. in the relationship okay yeah i don't i don't think me and her have that problem so much i have that problem in other facets of my life like you know whether it's business or my nine to five or something like that i have a tendency to keep that tally then you know almost as like ammo in my in my back pocket so it thinks you're crazy i can be like well look at all these things i did and look at these things you ain't doing you know what i'm saying but because like i understand like at least with me and her in our relationship there are a couple of things that are just like unequal like i make more than she does so i handle more of the finances you know she's uh got a little bit more time you know or she she is more willing to do certain things you know she has talents in other areas that contribute to the household you love what whether it's like you know making a budget or something like that or keeping us organized and, and task focused so those are things she handles so there, there are areas like she covers my blind spots and i cover hers you know what i'm saying and because of that i i can't afford to keep a score because then it's going to be like well Troublemaker, you ain't doing none of these things at all, and I'm covering all of this. You know, so. I'm just not petty wop like that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, when it comes to the day to day type of stuff, it's not worth keeping score unless you want to have gray hairs. And I really think I'm too young to be forming Mm -hmm. gray hairs. That's stressful. (laughs) Who did what? Did you did you put did you put dog food in the dog's dish today? Like did he get fed? Like someone's gonna let us know. <laughs> right. Apparently he went hungry. Yeah. Like, did not- he die though? But then- right. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I'm just like free the dish. But I just I, I agree with you. It's not worth it. It's not worth keeping in score if you know all it's gonna do is cause problems later. So but one thing I do uh, do this probably wrong is when we get into an argument I like to defend myself by saying something I'm doing right that has nothing to do with the reason that the thing she brought up in the first place <laughs> Like she'll be like yo, I've been telling you how come you not you know doing your part of the, the household chores It's like but I paid the rent Like what's that got to do with anything bro? Like get out of here with that <laughs> <laughs> But these chores Yeah, stop stop deflecting <laughs> on your shit. <laughs> that goes back to what I said before about staying on the current <laughs> issue mm-hmm. and not yeah. bringing up all this other stuff. It's Just be like, do. you right, you right. I'm finna go wash the dishes right now. <laughs> like, I did pay the rent, but I'm finna go wash the dishes. <laughs> yeah, that dark cloud still be in the room when I do that, though, man. Like, she's, oh, yeah. she's still storming. I mean, like, my personality is kind of like, yo, you brought up this rant, like, this is going to change the fact that I wanted you to wash these dishes. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I know, I saw it. Mm-hmm. But these dishes you know what, it might- piss me off now. <laughs> it might not even be a good idea to do the dishes. You might just need to just do whatever you're going to do and wait till everything calm over to do the dishes. Because it's still like going to make her no less angry at that point. Right, right. I feel <laughs> like. she's mad and you wash the dishes and you ain't going to get nothing, nothing from it at the end of it. Right. No hugs. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting until I can cash in these cool points. So <laughs> when she's in a better mood, I'll wash the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a better situation. <laughs> now that she in a bad mood for a long time, y'all gonna yeah, get nah. in the house. Damn, this is myself. That's what she ends <laughs> up doing. So whatever it is she told me to do, she ends up doing it herself. You know, scowling at me. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I can't, I can't even go back and get it. They just multiply the shit times. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Did you didn't do it, and then I had to do it. Now it's double. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to notice that it's not done. I can do it myself now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where we at? 
you, you um yeah this is more like as far as dating is concerned so it's a do and a don't do hear what said don't hear what you want to hear if somebody tells you i you know i'm not trying to be in a relationship right now or if somebody says you know whatever it is listen to them <laughs> don't hear what you want to hear don't hear like Oh, well, he said that, but he's been going out for four months now. Surely he doesn't still feel that way. That's what he said. I can change meant. Don't hear what you want to hear. Don't put but or exceptions onto what somebody says. Take it at face value. If he said it, he meant it. If she said it, she meant it. If you meet somebody and she say, oh, I'm I'm celibate. I'm not having sex. That is exactly what that means. And if that's not a situation that you can rock with, then that ain't the person that you need to be with. But don't hear like what you want to hear. Like, well, she's been mm-hmm. celibate with these other niggas. She ain't going to be celibate. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's one. Like, don't add conjunctions. Yes. You know. <laughs> Ands, buts, or ors on the on the whatever the person just said. Yeah, exactly. If that can be difficult sometimes, it can be. When you got an agenda, you know, like you you see a lot of potential in somebody or something like that. It's like, but they ain't trying to do it, you know, and they an adult. So I feel like as adults, you shouldn't be trying to change another adult like that. Like, don't come into this relationship trying to build a bitch. Like, (laughs) oh my god, yes, at her. We're grown already. But she's got so much potential. But she ain't tapping into it. She don't want to. It's just going to be problems for you. Unless you can't see, like you can't see more potential in somebody than they see in themselves. That's what that, that yeah. happens. It's like, I see it and I'm going to help him. And women, men do this sometimes too. I feel like women do a mortgage, these fixer uppers. And then you want to put all of this into him. And then he end up either either being exactly the same way he was when you met him, or you do upgrade him, and now he want to upgrade because you ain't good enough for him. Like, don't get a fixer up, or find somebody who already at your level. Because you are gonna fuck around and fix their ass up for somebody else, and that's when you gonna want to kill their goddamn <laughs> exactly. ass. Exactly, you gonna be mad as fuck. Then you gonna be on on point couch, like yo, I was fixing this dude up, and now I got a guy. Like I'm gonna get on the couch. I need you to talk to him. No. <laughs> so. I mean, I guess, like, sometimes that can have un- unintended consequences. Like, so when me and Candace and they were just friends and she was giving me, like, a lot of advice about, you know, climbing a corporate ladder and all that kind of stuff. Can I and, a okay. Like, we were friends for hella long before we ever dated. And there's some things that I 100% regret having ever told him yeah. <laughs> as friends uh-huh. that now bite me in the ass as a husband and wife. Right. <laughs> So, so just for those who are in that, just watch what the hell you say. If you think you might like them later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, she was she was giving me like all the all this game and all these things like I might need to be doing. She was you know trying to spur me on you know to be a, a, a better guy with somebody with higher potential. And we ended up getting a relationship and, and getting married. And I and I kind of went to the moon with that. Like okay, babe, I'm gonna found this business. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try to get this record label. I'm gonna manage these artists. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all I can in my nine to five and climb up the corporate ladder. And then she's like, "Where's our time?" I'm like, "No, I'm 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 about here. I'm trying to be the best man possible. You know what I'm saying? Just like you were saying. You know what I'm talking about?" <laughs> 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 she's staring straight off into past mistakes right now. She said, "You weren't my man." <laughs> 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 Look at damn right. Look at that. 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 Look at now. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up sometimes. 
I was, no, I just I felt like I just felt so empowered. <laughs> no, like, uh, you did good at what you wish you wouldn't have did. I know. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like that. so much attention. I'm like, um, yeah, yeah. So stop this. And that's something I need. I do need to work on, like in a full disclosure kind of manner. Like, I, I, my eyes get too big for my stomach, and I start trying to do all these things outside the house without, you know, making sure I maintain, you know, what I started with. And because there's only 24 hours in the day, so it is. And it, and if you're chasing all this other stuff, like you can chase it, but when you come back home, what you what you started with may not be there anymore. You know, so it's, it's very important that you know you maintain your garden, make sure you're pulling all all those weeds up there because you leave for a couple of days, you come back, man, that garden all choked out. You know what I'm saying? Those plants ain't growing properly no more, and all you guys are a bunch of big weeds. What is your fault, <laughs> I'm gonna add to what Red said. When somebody let you know who they are, believe them. My <laughs> like mm-hmm. if if they start like canceling dates, if they start you know being late consistently, if they if some shit going on that just don't feel right, when they start showing you who they, they are, believe them. Don't be on that. You know, I'll make that motherfucker what I need him to be. We'll fix this. When you get somebody what they are, especially at the beginning, that's the time when motherfuckers are supposed to be making sure ain't no bullshit happening. Right. Representative. Right. Everybody yeah. sends their representative in. Like, <laughs> this is Red's representative. I like that. Like this, don't look at the shit that's back here. Just look at the representative. <laughs> look at this package. Don't look behind there. Like that's what you get. So if what you getting at the beginning is shit, mm-hmm. what you gonna right. get later is gonna that's be even wrong. shittier. Like. <laughs> Like the representative motherfuckers are who you want them to see until you comfortable enough with them to show you who the fuck you really are. You know you what I'm saying? Just have to give that time. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna be themselves. Everybody at some point that mask is gonna slip, and they're gonna be who they are. But people a lot of times don't give that time. Like three months is not enough for you to see who somebody is. It's right? Not like uh, you, they. I can they maintain a lot of three months. I know. So what? <laughs> No, I said I can maintain a lot for three months. Yeah, yeah, right. Thank you, call it all. People can't hide that crazy forever nope. now, but you yeah. gotta give it enough time for that crazy to come out. Because it will, it will. They're gonna be. It's it's too difficult to not be who you are, and so it's gonna slip at some point. They gonna you either either they're gonna let it slip, or you are gonna start getting to know their friends and shit. And they family members. They gonna be like, we don't know because he was just bringing a different girl every Thanksgiving, and you've been here twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh shit, twice. <laughs> if a family motherfucker don't have no repeats. Family, what did you say? I, no, I said fam- family will fuck your game up in a heartbeat. All the way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We ain't never brought a girl here twice. We didn't see you oh, two damn. times. <laughs> Just about the shit too. Right. Well, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to tell her that. How you did? Why are you talking? <laughs> why? Why? What's that got to do with her? <laughs> That's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that last little helper he brought here, we just couldn't stand. Right, she, that, just, that kind of, she was just fast. Like, you know, she came up here with a mini skirt on. Mm-mm. So she came straight off the track. Yeah, and you got the crunchy face in the corner. Can't even explain none of that. Mm-hmm. Don't help. Like, girl, right. I would leave here if I knew this damn food wasn't gonna be so good. All <laughs> right, but I want a good meal. I'm gonna That's get it. this plate and I'm out. That's no food. So that being said. If somebody you just start talking to can't muster up the goddamn energy 
to keep the bullshit out of your eyes for three to six months. Get him the fuck on. Quick. <laughs> Leave that motherfucker. Yes. Run. Cause it don't get like it's not gonna get better. Like the bad stuff, <laughs> if it's it's bad at the beginning, like I said, it's, it's gonna be terrible. Cause this is them trying. If them trying and shit, <laughs> it's gonna be awful. Oh, See, I feel like we all laughing because we've been in that situation. It's like, damn. Uh, yeah. Shit, I think most yeah. spend most of their time in that situation before they find somebody worth a damn. Shit, that's yeah. all you spend in. You spend all your time in that situation until you find the person you're going to be with. All of the rest of that shit is shit that didn't work out for all of these reasons that we're talking about. So. Right. Right. Okay. What y'all got on the experience side? Um, I'm going to go with a don't. Don't take advantage of forgiveness. And this is... this. Yeah, exactly. Don't for 500. Don't take advantage of forgiveness. I think um, guys are more notorious for doing that. You know, whether it's, you know, cheating and not doing something you're supposed to be doing or showing up late or, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, in the back of your head, man, it's not a big enough deal for her to... uh, for her to, you know, want to leave or anything like that. She'll forgive me about it and we'll keep moving. I think most people, though, have, like, they have a bullshit meter. And once that joint is full, like, it's a rep. Like, you know, what that Ron Paul was talking about. Yeah. You yeah, come that's what I was about couch. to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once the, once the lightning dies, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a coming back from that. Like, it's over with, you know. And and I think I think I've done it I've done it before too you know I'm I'm guilty of it not the cheating part but it's just like hey babe I gotta stay at work for another two hours you know what I'm saying saying that at the, at the last minute when I was supposed to be home in five minutes yeah I gotta be at work another two hours it's like that's not enough for her to you know want to break up or nothing like that so and I gotta get this work done so it ain't no big deal it is a big deal she may not even mention it to you but like if it's something you knew was wrong and you know she just wanted to deal with it like you gotta either make up for it or like cut that shit out. You know, on, on both sectors, like if, if a woman's doing something she ain't supposed to be doing, you know, over time and, and it builds up that bullshit meter, you, you got to like just stop whatever it is. Like, even if it's something that you don't like doing, like, you know, if you got to spend more hours at home because she needs you at home, then just be at home. You know what I'm saying? But but don't take advantage of her being like, you know, well, it's OK, babe. Well, I ain't appreciate that. But to excuse bad bullshit behavior because it's only a certain amount of time somebody's going to put up with that before they they dip or get crazy on you. Mm-hmm. They may not dip, but, you know, you might get your tire slashed up. Or, Loretta, you know. Lorraine or Bobby, be missing some parts uh, you need. I'd much rather she left in that situation. <laughs> 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 might come out and have glitter on your windshield and super glue, but... Sparkly? Yeah. My little pony action on, yeah, on the, you know, on the car? Yeah. Glitter is to get rid of, like that's the <laughs> that's there shit. Everybody put glitter on your car. I've that never heard of that forever. <laughs> you got to put that shit in the air ducts. Glitter is be, horrible. Look, you got to be efficient with your pettiness. Like, put that shit in the air ducts. Wait till they turn that motherfucker air on full blast. It's in their beard. They fucked up wherever they finna go. The last few episodes, you've been giving the shittiest advice. Like, all of this stuff, this petty ass. Advice. I'm finna start a service. Effectively, <laughs> like motherfuckers be pettiness and don't get nothing out of it. Listen, <laughs> I can help maximize the satisfaction you get out of your pettiness Lord. with some grade A fucking petty ideas. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that shit because I'm a logical, rational human being. But if you gonna do it, let's do it effectively. You gonna have clients too. Mm-hmm. I'm you, to that, that, that could be legit. <laughs> 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 the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a service that like you could 
have an envelope sent to somebody that has that's full of glitter. Like there's a service that does that, and when they open it up, glitter just come out. What? Yeah. What? I can't I'll, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get that information from you. Because <laughs> again, glitter's so oh, fucking hard to get rid of. You will. I hate glitter. It, it never goes away. It's there. You three months later, you'll be like, I'm still seeing this fucking glitter. Like what is? I'm <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Y'all, y'all remember giving birth to your first child and see glitter from two years ago? Like. <laughs> <laughs> then people used to do the body glitter thing. I was never yeah. down with that. Okay, I remember. I remember seeing it in clubs sometimes. Yeah. I'm aging myself. Excuse me. <laughs> so I'm. I'm gonna add to that. A lot of dudes, like if you're a dude who don't cheat, you know, be home, you know, do what you need to do. Don't compare yourself to ain't shit motherfuckers. Like <laughs> that's say, a fact. Well, that's at least fact. I don't cheat. <laughs> you know, well, at least you want to cook. You know, at least at least I be here. You know, at least I do this and I do that. Like, don't do that. Like, don't make don't make your base of comparison, motherfuckers that already ain't shit. Compare yourself to yeah, motherfuckers. Make the floor higher than that. Like, you're that's, that's the real. bare minimum. If you're not cheating and you're there and you do stuff for that person, you're supposed to do that shit. The other folks mm-hmm. just fucking up. You, you need wanna- a higher standard for yourself. They're comparing yourself to folks that ain't, you know, worth a damn. You that's also real. want a cookie for breathing? Are you supposed to do that too? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's yeah. Why are you get a participation trophy? You chose to be in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, Candace Nays, uh, the CEO of Reality Check Incorporated. Yeah, like, uh, and, and, like I've tried, I've tried it before. You know, to try to boost my argument, and all that get cut out immediately. She cuts all that bullshit out. I mean, I really feel like if we handing out participation trophies, that just diminishes, like the athletic prowess or the genius <laughs> or whatever it is of this person that's actually trying and putting in work because everybody else gonna fucking trophy too but you tried harder mm-hmm. you know you went for the mvp but everybody else got some shit like fuck that yeah <laughs> I, that, I mean that kind of reminds me of like when dudes be like man at least i pay child support it's like is that is that you're not your child <laughs> yeah d- d- <laughs> that's your son right <laughs> okay he okay. gotta eat right <laughs> Some yeah, niggas don't raise their kids. Guy. I mean, like, yeah. I, you said that perfect, man. Like, if you if you a guy that's on his job, don't compare yourself to any shit, niggas. Like, you don't see LeBron James comparing himself to, like, you know, junior high basketball. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> and you just look like an asshole. Again, it's like, okay, you supposed to be doing that. So <laughs> That shit do make you feel stupid as fuck, especially if, like, she take that off-the-wall bullshit you just said and just put it down. Like, let's study this for a minute. <laughs> This bullshit you just was speaking out your mouth, and what's wrong with that? It's like mm, I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> he said she cut that shit out immediately. Right? Like, nope, we're not going in that direction. Cause now you're trying to play me like I married an ain't shit nigga, okay? And I didn't. <laughs> Give you some different perspective. You're like, well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> somebody from somebody vantage point right right just like, yes you did sir <laughs> now let's do better so well yeah where we at is is it our turn or y'all turn or you just do the don't do for you the don't yeah yeah no yeah it's on point get one two or, right. or what did that count my bad i don't know where we're at somebody i got have it. no idea i don't know <laughs> let's i'll just go with it um be intentional about the success of your relationship. Um, 
and don't go with the flow and just let it unfold as it does. Like, you got to be intentional about your relationship. Like, this shit got to be on purpose. You know, everything you do. It's work. A relationship is work. Regardless yeah, of whether or not you want to look at, like, you have to, you're going to get what you put in back out. If you don't put you shit don't, in there and you're just going along with the flow, exactly what you're going to get back. <laughs> like, if yeah. you get a new job and they just sit you at a desk and, and you don't really know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing, they say, I just, just do whatever, you know, you feel comfortable with. And, you know, some <laughs> shit might get done. You, you might do some shit right, you know. Them motherfuckers lay out a plan, a strategy, how you get raises, how you get your ass fired. Like, right. I know that's way too intense to lay out for a relationship, but you do have to have that kind of mind and that level of intentionality in how are we going to move forward? Where mm-hmm. are we going to be in five years? You know what I'm saying? How are we going to get there? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's important to, like, have a plan. Motherfuckers just be together because we feel good when we're around each other <laughs> and our hugs feel yeah. all right. <laughs> we look good together. Did you see us in that picture? We just look good together. Like, that is not enough of a reason. <laughs> yeah, like... You need to be having some plan and intention behind why am I with this person. Mm. And it's okay if you are are with a person and you don't want nothing out of it. But you need to let that motherfucker know so they can make a decision. You know, like, right. don't have somebody stringing along behind you and you don't know what the fuck you want. And they want mm. something. You know, so right. that goes to the dating part. But even after the relationship progresses to something, you know, bigger and stronger... You still need to have intention about where you're trying to be in a relationship. Are you going to have kids? When we going to have kids? How many kids we going to have? You know, the, the type of stuff that you have to plan out changes, but you still have to plan it out. You still have to be in agreement and have conversations and, and all of that shit. shit how so. we going to praise and worship if you're religious? How we going to put our finances and our money? I mean, yeah. how the fuck is our family going to be involved in our relationship? Oh. Your mama can't watch the kids. Mine can, though. <laughs> you know, you know them motherfuckers is not finna go to your uncle's house. That shit is dead. That's that, that's <laughs> that, 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 that hire a babysitter. He that uncle right. that everybody be like, is, is, is Susie in there with John? Get her out of there. You know she can't be alone with John. <laughs> Don't leave it with that uncle. Like, it's a lot of shit that you got to figure out how the fuck that is going to work if you want your relationship to be successful. Because right. that shit, at some point, all of these things are going to present a situation that you ain't prepared for. Yeah. And now, and you know, it ain't good to make a decision on, on the spurt because now you figure out the dilemmas y'all got, the differences y'all got. But it's crunch time. You got to come up with something. So somebody going to leave mad. So mm-hmm. you got to have a plan for that shit. And speaking of yeah. families, I just want to put this. This is more for like dating couples. Your family does not forgive just because you do. So you need to be very careful about what you are relaying to your family. Because if John makes you cry and you go and you sit and you tell your mama and your brother and your sisters how he ain't shit and how he been doing this for months <laughs> and how much you hate him <laughs> and then you forgive John, your mama don't give a shit about that. She remember you crying right. on her shoulder because of John. Your brother don't give a fuck about that. He remember you crying on his shoulder because your family doesn't right. have a motive to forgive. Like you mm-hmm. have an emotional connection to that person. So obviously you, you got more invested so you're willing to work through it. Your family, not so much. So be very careful about how much you, how much you're involving them, because that can be detrimental. Because now you want to, you want to, you looking at a couple of forevers, and they don't mm-hmm. think this shit should last more than five minutes. Like, why are you still talking to John? Now you got a problem. They got an attitude every time you bring John to the house. Right. Then it's an argument on the way. I don't know why your family keep on. <laughs> 
that's a that's a really good point. You know, you have to factor of uh, your family dynamic into it before you go talking to your family about any of it. Like, lucky for me, you know, Candace family kind of been an advocate for me in a whole bunch of ways. They they didn't talk her off the ledge more times than once, like <laughs> concerning me. <laughs> so you know, salute to them. But at the at the same time, like I don't talk to my mama concerning anything having to do with my marriage. If if Candace's name come up, it's like, mom, we're not talking about her. Well, I'm going to talk to you later. You know, that's just because that's the dynamic, you know. So I think that's I think that's very important what you mentioned. Well, yeah, because at some point the rose tinted glasses come off. Mm -hmm. You know, she she got real. Y'all got families and friends and everybody else involved because y'all been around long enough. And you got to make some real ass decisions. And it's definitely better, like you were saying on point, if you can make those decisions before they happen. So y'all got a roadmap to navigate the shit. Versus trying to be on this crunch time, like, well, shit, the baby about to be born. We ain't buy no diapers. What we gonna do? Mm-hmm. We gonna stop on the way to the hospital or on the way home? Yeah. Like, and every time you have to make decision, every time buying what's on sale. Yeah. And get no research. Every time you gotta make one of those snap decisions, some like you said, somebody's gonna leave unhappy or unsatisfied in the situation. Yeah. Because it's, it's more than enough impromptu, unknown variable situations that's gonna come up where you do have to make a snap decision. The mm-hmm. ones that you can account for, you need to have them. You need to have yeah. those shits out the way early in the relationship. You know, and as far as family goes, like, if if somebody said, you know, we don't need to meet my mama, and you on that, I don't <laughs> your mama stuff. You need to believe that person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The reason why. Yeah. Because it's, they're going to be like, okay, we're going to meet her as soon as you step mm-hmm. on the porch. Oh, who this yep. bitch is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's when you know, oh, shit, this was a bad decision. Right. Don't, and don't get mad at me about that. You know? But that going into the communication, too, because you got to communicate. Let me tell you why. Why I don't want you to meet my mom. My, my mama crazy is crazy ass as mama. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting married, though, you need to at least know what this woman looked like so you don't come home. <laughs> got the dough and you're trying to call the police, but that's just Ray Ray mama. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just Robert mama. <laughs> at some point, you got to at least show a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you straight up, you just can't be like Uncle Sam. Like you gotta know who Uncle Sam look like, so you not, not you know not to leave your daughters over there. If you ain't grandma's house, you can't stay. Straight mm-hmm. up. Let me ask y'all this: If um, you know, it's a little it's a little sidebar, I guess. But how do you guys feel about the silent treatment? It's stupid. Okay, because. I, I definitely, I definitely don't don't uh, use that at all. She doesn't really either. Like I probably talk too much, you know, when I start getting <laughs> emotional. But I have uh, I have family members and friends who have used that, you know, on their spouse or on their on their husband on the, on their significant other. And to me, it seems kind of dumb. But I'm not a therapist, so, so I, I, <laughs> the silent treatment is different than needing time to overcome whatever your grievance or frustration is. Yeah. The silent treatment is, it's supposed to be teaching the person a lesson. It's a punishment. You know, it's a consequence mm-hmm. for, yeah. I didn't get what I want. But that person also don't really know all the time what they did, how to resolve it, you know, how to get past it. So, I mean, in one of the recent episodes, I was saying that if I do something that you don't like, let's air that shit out right now. Let me know what I did. Let me know how to resolve mm-hmm. it. Let me know how to fix mm-hmm. it. And then you can go and, you know, do what you need to do to get yourself back to your, you know, equilibrium, to your state yeah. of normalcy. Like you can be silent after we worked out and figured out what's going on. 
But if you start being silent while I don't know what's going on, I'm going to get mad. You're going to still be mad. And when we get to the point to resolve this shit, it's just going to be a blow up. That's all mm. it can be at that point. That's all yeah. it can get to after that. Now, a caveat okay. to that, I do encourage like people to take timeouts if necessary. Like, and what I mean by timeout, like if if y'all are having this discussion and it's extremely heated and people, you know, it, it, you feelings are getting upset, it's okay to take fifteen minutes, so go to your separate corners. That's not the silent treatment. That's just kind of like, okay, I need to calm down like if you've ever had mm-hmm. a, a disagreement with somebody or argument and then you walk away from that and you be like shit i should have said this and i should have said that and i can't believe i can remember that it's because like when you get stressed out like that your brain doesn't work the way that it normally would so you forget shit now that doesn't mean while you take it the, the time out you make this list of shit you gonna go back in there and say but it's <laughs> so you can calm down <laughs> It's so you can yeah. calm down and like come back and talk in, in a reasonable, sensible way. And that serves like one of the purposes that serves is usually in relationships, there are two kinds of people. There are runners, there are chasers. Runners are the kind of people when shit get heated, I can't deal with you when you like this. I need a minute. I need to calm down. I need to, to get away from this situation. Chasers are the kind of people that is like, we don't talk about this now. We don't talk about it now. We ain't gonna never talk about it. I don't want you to be upset. We need to fix it. We need to fix it. So you got the runner trying to get away and, and calm down. You got the chaser trying to ca- fix this uh, situation right now. And y'all are basically running around in circles. The timeout mm. gives the runner time to calm down and get that, that uh, alone time. And the chaser knows that, okay, he walking away, but he's coming back because we already discussed this. And I know that sometimes he gets this way and he needs that time. So it gives them both the reassurance that they need. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense to just sit around mad and quiet. For what? And to add to what Red said, this is one of those things that it needs to be agreed upon and understood before being in an argument. Like, you can't just walk away and say, well, you know I needed that time, you know, (laughs) because I needed my 15-minute break. Like, it don't work like that. It needs to be. What I tell my clients is have some kind of signal. I say a have word. some kind of keyword. Yeah, have something that indicates we get to that point. Yeah, I'm heightened. You heightened. We need to move away from each other for a little while. Come down and then come back into this situation so we can move forward. You know, productively. Out of this. I usually suggest the pineapples. Funny. Yeah, pineapples <laughs> or I like whatever. Like mine would be I am Groot because I love Guardians of the Galaxy. So in the middle oh, okay. of an argument, I would just be like, I am Groot. <laughs> yeah, that definitely needs to be established ahead of time. I'll be like, yo, what what is going on right now? <laughs> I used to get my couples to come up with a movie that they both liked or a book that they both liked and come up with either they could say the name of that movie or like my last couple came up with the movie The Notebook. They just yeah. said they were gonna say the notebook when it came time when they needed to, you know, break from each other. Mm-hmm. But it just needed to be some consensus of knowing we're heightened or I'm heightened and I really mm-hmm. would like to move away right now. And that's a system of accountability mm-hmm. because if it get worse from there, the person don't let you leave. It's like I gave the signal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. I, I tried to help because the know? only way it works is if it's immediate. You don't. You don't get to finish your point. You don't get to. Well, wait. Let me just say this one thing. Like that's nah. not how it works. Once that is said, it's done, and you come back to it. Who who's the runner and who's the chaser with us? You're the chaser. I'm the runner. Huh. But, 
You know me and my temper. Oh, okay. You know what? I, I agree with that. Like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> you just keep talking. I'm just like, I, I just told you we're getting there. Well, see, like, for <laughs> me, and, and that goes back to what she was saying about, like, being sterile. Like, because I can separate the point I'm trying to make and what I'm trying to understand completely away from my emotions for the most part. For her, like, it's more like spaghetti and I can kind of compartmentalize, but I can kind of compartmentalize like a waffle. And so she's like getting there and I'm like, I don't understand why you're getting emotional, you know. She's like, well, I, I need some time. I'm like, no, nah, we, we doing this right now. We're going to talk it out. And then, you know, she drops the nuke or whatever and, and I'll play the class, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Okay. I've I never, I never heard that, the, the runner and the, and the chaser. Yeah, and most relationships have like somebody is one or the other usually, but the timeout works. It helps. And let me say this: I say fifteen minutes max. And the reason why I say that is it ain't for you to get on the phone and talk to your mama, your cousin, your uncle. It ain't for you to leave the house and then forget oh. about it and come back and she's still mad because you've been gone for three hours and shit. Now you want to talk about it because now I'm mad about you've been gone for three hours on top of whatever we was upset about before. We had a situation just like that actually. <laughs> So I say 15 minutes, that's a pretty good amount of time for you to like get your equilibrium and, and calm down. And okay. And the purpose of it is just to say, obviously, the way I was trying to get them to understand it, they weren't getting it. How can I go back in here and mm -hmm. try to get them to understand where I'm coming from? That's the point of it. So I say 15 minutes max, just because any more amount of time, either you're going to get some other people involved that don't need to be involved. You're going to get busy doing some other shit. And you're not going to want to do it or somebody's going to leave the house and it's going to mm -hmm. be a situation. So it's best for it to be. I, I usually say no more than like 15 minutes and then come back because it needs to be resolved. That's another thing. People like to walk away from shit and sweep it under the rug. Then the rug get to be eight feet high because you didn't sweep all of this <laughs> shit up underneath. Right. it. You don't know why, how it got to be so bad because you've been sweeping shit under this rug for like for the past five months. Now you mm -hmm. want to try to take un unpack all of this stuff. It's too much at that point. So you absolutely need to come back when, when you have an issue, resolve that issue. Now, that whole not going to bed, man, shit, I don't know about that, but I just, you need to resolve issues as they arise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and don't bring up an issue right before bed because I'm trying to go to sleep and now you want to have this conversation that's going right. to take three hours. <laughs> or you're going to wake up my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like I dream a lot. Like that shit will be in my dreams like a motherfucker. Oh wow. <laughs> so make sure you pick a it also don't pick right before he finna get ready to start this tournament on 2K, whatever the fuck. I don't play the basketball game, so I don't know. <laughs> don't like wait till then and now you crunch for time and you got an attitude because he like with a game for the start, I gotta do this. Make sure you pick a time where both of you can commit to the conversation and you can actually mm. problem solve. Don't pick before he getting ready to go to work or you getting ready to go to work over coffee. It ain't enough time. Set if it's again, if it's important enough that it's caused this rift between you, it's important enough to devote time to it and say, This is when we're gonna talk about this. I and agree. Fix it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess it's on us. Um, our deal is be spontaneous. So yeah, yeah. unless your marriage get hella stale and shit, or your relationship get hella stale, it's not fun. That leads to wandering eyes and devil's playground type of shit. All the most things people say. But um, if y'all can't keep it spicy and y'all just dating, like it's gonna get even worse as married. Mm -hmm. and when you're married, Man. it's to become complacent 
So you have to kind of keep doing things to spice it up. Like if you start to get bored, you have to assume your mate is starting to get bored too. And now it's time to introduce some things. I mean, you can't only like look at that through your own prism. So I'm the kind of person who can do the same boring thing every single day on certain things. Like I'm somebody who could eat chicken and mashed potatoes every day for the rest of my life. She's not that kind of person. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so like, uh, so I'm cool. I'm like, okay, we got a routine. It works for me. I'm happy. You know, I don't need a whole lot in, in a relationship. I'm more like a cactus, super low maintenance. She's more like an orchid. She needs all these different things, and the lighting got to be just right, and the water's got to be just enough. And if it's too much, then it's gonna cause problems. And if you know that's the kind of person you married, you have to tend to them that way. You know. I feel like you be trying to like play me, like yo, I'm Man, a cactus. Right. I'm not complex. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said I'm low maintenance, you're so not, I only need a couple things. You're not low maintenance. Man, all right, talk to him then. Talk to him. I'm like, he's not as quite as finicky as an orchid, but he's definitely like a fern. Like they need just, this, they have to be just right, has to be just the right temperature, or the routine just don't work. Mm -mm. I don't agree with that. I know you don't. I don't agree with that. But that's why we're seeing for these therapists now. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, don't oversimplify shit. People never catch. Talk about playing people, golly. You probably have some things you're not acknowledging, and that's why you think you're a cactus. I want to talk like, about some of this stuff that you're bringing up. I, I want to know what you're talking about. How am I, how am I like, high maintenance? Like, for real. First off, you emotional. Oh, yeah, I'm emotional. You're emotional little motherfucker. <laughs> I'm emotional. You definitely sometimes have the self-esteem issues, uh -huh. and it's ping pong. So sometimes it's up here and it's good, and sometimes it's down there and it's not. I got bipolar self-esteem. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like those two things alone denote complexity. <laughs> I think I do need a little bit of coddling sometimes. I yeah, guess. I but guess. You also have an ego out of this world sometimes. I'm the man out here. I'm trying not to put you on blast on a podcast about, but you're not a cactus. It's not that fucking. Simple. Okay, you know what it is. You know what it is. I, I think when I say that, maybe it's more that I am not vocal about the things I need in a relationship. Like, she asks me all the time, what do you need me to do, like, relationship wise? And I'm like, just be you. That's not an answer. You it know is not an answer. <laughs> At all. I keep doing you. I'll find something to complain. Like the subtext of that is I'll find something to complain about later. <laughs> and and that's and that's not, you know, that's not communicating with your partner, especially like when she's specifically asking you, what do you need me to do? But sometimes in my head, I'm like, if I'm requesting stuff, you know, it means she's not doing everything right. And you know, or she's doing something wrong. And in the moment she may not be doing anything wrong. But I'm like, why should I be requesting anything of her? Like she gonna do what she wanna do. Like that's my attitude sometimes. I'm from the West Coast. On mm -hmm. the West Coast, you know, we don't eat no damn grits. So uh, okay. I made we go. what I thought was cheese grits. And I did not figure out until like our second trip to Alabama that I was not making cheese grits properly. And I'm sitting here like, you know, this shit was wrong. Why didn't you <laughs> say was, anything? That was straight, babe. You did your no, best. No, it was wrong. You didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was still edible. I'm like, but that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> I made this for somebody else. And they'd have been like, what the hell is this shit? So yeah, some sometimes I I've, I have a habit of like 
treating her like a child emotionally. It's like, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings, you know, like she's fragile or something like that. Like she's not a full-fledged adult that's been through some shit, you know, that she can stand up to some criticism. So I'm like, well, you know, I, I just appreciate her doing it at all. So I don't I don't want to say anything negative, you know, and maybe affect like that she's doing this stuff for me rather than accepting, you know, taking what she said at face value. If she's asking for criticism, then she wants criticism. If she If she's asking a question, then she wants to answer. You know, it's not like she, it's just an ego uh, fish for her. Like, she's just fishing for um, compliments or something like that. Yeah. So I need to work on that. I think a part, I think a part of that that makes it more difficult is interpreting it as what are you doing wrong? When mm. it could be, what can you do just a slight bit better? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just a perspective point of looking at it. Because wrong is like a, a absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, she might not be doing anything wrong enough to say, what am I doing wrong or for you to interpret it as what I'm doing wrong. But what can I do differently that might mm-hmm. have better results? And she what can I ask. do slightly better that could give, you know, slightly better, you know, results for, for what you're trying to achieve? It don't always have to be what is she doing wrong, but it can be all, you know, different alternative ways of doing things might lead to, you know, okay. a better way of, you know, experiencing it. And she didn't ask, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. She said, what is it that you right. do? And so right. the interpretation there is I want to make sure that I'm still giving, you know, giving you what you need. Maybe it's changed or maybe again, like maybe I could be doing something better or she didn't say, what am I doing wrong? That was your mm-hmm. interpretation of it. And I'm I saying, I, what do you need? I think the other thing for me is like factoring back into the self-esteem thing. It's like, who am I to be asking any, anybody for anything? You know, like her she's husband. here. Like, shouldn't that be enough? I mean, I mean, I Your guess. Husband. But I mean, you got well, you to go. Know, Sorry, I the, gave you permission to do this. <laughs> the psyche is still gonna tap into the the core origin of whatever those issues come from. I mean, for the yeah. rest of our lives, like if those self esteem issues might come from how your mama treated you or how your family life was, then that has the most pressing, you know, presence on your life. So mm-hmm. even if you are an imagine, even if that is my, you know, your husband, you're still gonna look at those issues like that, you know. But I think the I think the value is in recognizing when that happens, to be able to like divert it or turn it into something that can be beneficial instead of letting it happen and now you're in the middle of it talking to her about it and it's influencing your relationship mm-hmm. um, just because you you just let it get to a point where you didn't really recognize it is coming fast enough, you know. To be yeah. able to, you know, be intentional about how you communicate about that thing. Joker. Yeah, Candace is attractive, and all the about mm-hmm. men in the world, she chose you. Oh, that was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shit. Because <laughs> 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 that was a choice. She chooses to be with you. Yeah. So there's a reason behind that, and she chooses to want to stay with you, and that's evidenced by saying. What is it that you need? I want to make sure that I'm still giving you what you need. And I wish more people, that's amazing that y'all do that, would check in. Because mm-hmm. people get complacent and they feel like, oh, shit, we together. So that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, know, right. That's not giving 100% effort and, you know, getting oh, any God, yes, big ass thing with 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all was saying two different things. Like, I, I agree with what he was saying. I agree with what you, what you were saying. It's one or the other. <laughs> Y'all was saying two different things. Absolutely. (laughs) Candace Janae ain't got a grayscale either. Like things are really black and white a lot of the time. Like it's like okay, it doesn't really matter what your intentions were. It's like what'd you do? 
That's what it boils down to at the end at, at the end of the day for her. Life is full of different shades of gray. <laughs> like that's I know, what it is. But I honestly feel like too many people use the shades of gray as an excuse. You know, that's it's the true. crutch. Like I feel like the shades of gray have become such a clutch that I'm like, is anyone striving for black or white anymore? Or are we just gonna <laughs> stick with this gray shit. We all good with that. Okay. She she a drill sergeant, yo. <laughs> I, I'm a difficult personality. I will say that I'm like real borderline type A. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got to feel. At the end of the day, something has been done. Like at the end of the day, there is a black or white. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the whole grayscale existing gives more to consider in the outcome of that black and white. You know, I mean, black. Yeah. If you get just black without details, you really blind to a lot of extra stuff. And I think that's what the grayscale does. It Mm -hmm. gives you the extra context that has created black because you can do black five different times, but it can be all different times that regard that need different responses to it. Yeah. You know, so the grayscale is just a measure of consideration for the outcome, not supposed to be like a cop out for, you know, trying to avoid the, you know, results of the outcome. I agree with you. My, My favorite thing here. And I mean this facetiously is like when I hear somebody that's my age, 30 plus talking about the reason they don't do something or do do something is because they daddy didn't love them when they were five. It's like, all right, at 30 something years old, dog, like, I mean, it's your behavior. And I understand that can happen because I got daddy issues, too. But like, what are you going to do about that? Are you just accepting your behavior? And, and that's the end of the situation. You're going you gonna to sit down with, with on point or, or red and figure it out. Or you just going to continue to neglect your children and continue to cycle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't I can't stand it. Yeah. I think that comes from people that believe the world revolve around them too. Because to be honest, after you nineteen and twenty, every fucking body you meet got mom and daddy issues yeah. with yours. <laughs> I mean, I jokingly say, yeah, I jokingly always tell my clients like, childhood is the thing we spend our adulthood trying to get the fuck over. Like it just I like that. <laughs> there's different things from everybody's childhood, but essentially, it, the shit that happens to us in childhood is there are things that stay with us, and there are things that we have to process. So, you know, that's not an excuse for you to be an asshole, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. At some point, you're responsible for your choices. And at some point, you get to decide what you're going to do with those experiences. Either they can define you or they can just add to you and you can move on from that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not an excuse just to do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Because if that was the case, everybody would be out here just being a narcissistic <laughs> Running wild. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I've like I've always I've always envisioned in my head taking somebody like that into the middle of a crowded street and just pointing out people and say he was abused by his damn daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you see her? She got beat like hell by her alcoholic ass mama. You see this person? Oh, her mama and daddy both left and left there with grandmama. Like I just want to sit there, just everybody fucked up. <laughs> you ain't the only one. We all fucked up at this point. You know what I'm saying? You don't get no fucking special cookies for your level of fuck up in this. Right. <laughs> you know, get with the fucking picture, get with the program and struggle through that shit like the rest of us or get some help and struggle less than other people. Because all mm-hmm. you're doing is like continuing the cycle and you're going to have kids who are going to have the same fucking issues that you do because right. you're doing what your parents did. At some point, right. you have to take responsibility for your life mm-hmm. right. because I it is your life. too. As I think what she was saying can apply to relationships too. We all had shitty ass relationships. 
don't carry oh, it to yeah, the next one. Yeah. That can be tough, though, no. sometimes. I, I mean, can... learn from it and don't carry it to the next one. And I think that's why a decompression period, like, this is just me personally, like, your decompression period between most relationships, you need to sit back and be able to analyze what you did and did not do right. Like, was it something about the way you selected this partner? Was it something that, something negative that they were doing that attracted you to them? Like, how can you do better for next time? You know, and if you was in a, a relationship that, you know, you need to heal from, heal from it first before you, you know, do a rebound thing away somebody else's time. That's my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> Man. <laughs> listen, listen. All of the shit that y'all saying and a lot of shit that a lot of other people saying is therapy shit. You know, we just got some credentials behind saying Yeah, I ain't got a license. <laughs> you know we can charge for that shit. That's basically <laughs> <what> I mean. <laughs> we got we got words like, you know, uh reflection and you know, we got different words behind <laughs> all the <laughs> statements. Yeah. <laughs> we got words behind all the shit most people do anyway. Yeah. You know. It's just that we once you in a relationship like it's one of them situations where from the inside looking out, it's difficult to assess from the outside looking in. It's different. And so mm -hmm. therapy is from somebody just give some fresh eyes to a situation that might be able to help you get out of some of these patterns that you are in that are destructive to your relationship or how yeah. to build new patterns and new a new culture for your relationship. If it's not going in the direction that you want to go, it's just outside looking in. How can we you know, how can my eyes help y'all situation? And it's mm -hmm. not for who be to decide who right and who wrong and me to take side because I can't stand that shit either. I don't give a shit about what y'all like. I'm not going to take sides. That's not what it is. Usually both people have contributed to the, the problems within the relationship. It's about problem solving. It's not about who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's bad. Those kind of things, you know, anytime that you have a winner in a relationship, it means you also have to have a loser. And don't nobody want to lose. So you have to ha go into yeah. it with the attitude of we're going to solve this problem. Now, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to win. And she's going to take <laughs> my side. And she's going to tell you that you ain't shit like I've been telling you for the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> <That's not laughs> <gonna work>. yeah. <laughs> and come in there and get the sour face. You're like, no, it's not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Because that's how it works a lot of times. It's like both of y'all been fucking up. Well, he cheated first. Okay, girl, that don't mean that you need to go out here and sleep with his friend. Like, that doesn't make Damn. you right in this situation. None Damn. of that works. Y'all both fucked up. How about that? Yeah, couples ask me, when they try to bring me to that who is right, who is wrong shit, I be like, everybody right. <laughs> or everybody wrong. <laughs> you know, both of y'all right from y'all own independent perspectives. You know, both of y'all wrong from my perspective. So we just <laughs> figure out how to fix this shit. People hate when you say that shit. It's, I, I was about to say. Like, is is that a way that you get clients off your book quickly, Doug? Oh, I no, see like that. I get people out. They, they uh -huh. don't. That don't come until they love me enough to take it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, now I now I'll do that in the beginning. Sometimes I had to bust bubbles. Like, listen, I'm not finna come. You're not gonna come in here, and I'm not gonna tell him that he's a terrible, horrible husband, and that he, he ain't been shit from the beginning. That's not what I do. You know, we're here to to solve problems, not point fingers. Y'all been pointing fingers. Before you got in here you don't need mm -hmm. a third thing in the mix yeah they're becoming phases like yeah it's a lot of shit i don't do until i know you know how effective i can be yeah you know if you know how effective i can be i know yeah. you're ready to hear what need to be said i can't say what need to be said on the first day no y'all mm -hmm. already don't want to be there it's already bullshit going on between y'all the last thing y'all need is a stranger that called himself a professional telling y'all y'all fucked up yep. you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like I have to tell that, that takes time parents. 
a lot too. Parents will bring a kid that's been molested in and, and be like, well, y'all hadn't talked about it. Fuck no. She don't know me. Why would she want to come in here and tell me the, about the most horrific thing that happened to her and we don't have any kind of yeah, relationship? I'm not right. going to have her come in and be like, so what happened? Like, mm. it, You have Levels. to build up and develop trust. They have to want to talk to you. So, yeah, it does happen in stages. You can't just, like, bust out the gate with like, yeah. stuff because that turns people off. And, it, you know, they're not ready usually yet. That, you have to get them to a place where they're ready. And it turns people off to therapy as a whole. Especially, yeah. like, a lot of people I meet that, that's been to therapy as kids, that was just a bad experience for most mm -hmm. people. And that's what usually turns them off to therapy because a lot of therapists just think they can, they don't treat kids like people. They yep. treat kids like the adults treat kids. Children ought to be seen to be heard. Yeah. We know best. We're going to tell you this. I treat all my kids like they are motherfucking human beings yep. with the same level of, you know, uh, uh, what the fuck word I'm trying to find? With the same level of motherfucking humanism as me. I mean, <laughs> Y'all know what I was trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I give them a voice. I let them be heard. I don't tell them, you know, like their mama telling them, do this, do that. I don't just, mm -hmm. you know, I don't put myself in a person and I tell parents I'm not disciplinarian I don't call me if you need the boy somebody knock him over his head you better call somebody else yep. I'm gonna talk to him like he's a fucking human being you yep. know what I'm saying a lot of kids don't get that shit and it turned them off to counseling as like adults when it comes to that shit yep. that's what I experience a lot of mm -hmm. when I'm dealing with adults you know <clears throat> in that situation that sounds like that me come in and want to get like a rundown like if he wanted to tell you this shit he would have just told yeah. you this shit like you have mm. to afford them some kind of privacy i always tell my parents like from the beginning if they being hurt in some kind of way absolutely i will let you know if if it's something serious but like as far as like you wanting a an update every time they come in no because if they wanted to talk to you about this that's what they would do they would come yeah. to you with this you know, obviously, mm. I, I serve. I'm serving a purpose. Let me serve my purpose. You know, when when they get yeah. there and they're ready to talk to you, cool. But I'm not. I'm not. I ain't no snitch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had to tell that woke ass hotel mama today. Mm. What you woke you ass? Shit. I ain't no snitch, man. I told her that in my own therapeutic you know, verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was in my head. I ain't no snitch. <laughs> so, so I so think. Yeah. Ma, go ahead. No, you. Oh, you got somebody okay. say something. No, my bad. Okay, so I I was gonna say like when when I was talking about like I don't really like therapists. It was only like in the moment, and like I think maybe possibly for me, I just had some bad therapy experiences. Like something I was gonna ask you guys. Like when I was when I was younger, I, I was probably in therapy like solid probably between like twelve and maybe seventeen. Like I was going, you know, every other week, just about you know maybe once a week. And it got to the point for me, based on, you know, I bounced to probably about four different therapists. And it got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to try to turn this into a game to see how much information I can find out about the therapist, why they wanted to be a therapist. Do they have any issues themselves? Because this didn't and do this shit for me. You know what I'm saying? Based on, you know, some of the techniques y'all talking about, like people do coming into things sledgehammer style. Like, I know why you're here. This is what we're going to talk about right now, because I know why you're here. This is what your mom told me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And. I wanted to know, like, do you guys ever have kids trying to play, like, those kind of, like, psycho uh, analysis type of games because, you know, they saw one too many episodes of CSI or some shit, and now they think they know everything about therapy? Yeah. Yeah. They do. See, for me, the way I look at it is, and this tap dance is on ethical boundaries for, for therapists because they tell us don't self-disclose unless 
under very specific circumstances and instances. Stupid. I've never understood. Like, I, obviously, I understand why you don't want to. Like, it, the session's not about you, and I understand why you don't want to make it about you. But I feel like there's, especially with kids, there's a certain amount of self-disclosure that has to happen because this kid has to feel like this person can help me. Kids especially. Adults do too. Mm. But like, if I, if I just, I'm an another authority figure. I'm, I'm going to come right. off as another authority figure otherwise. Right. So I feel like there has to be a certain amount, especially with kids. So like I mean, and I I've had them at why why you want to do this job? How long you been doing this job? You got any kids? Do you want kids? Like mm-hmm. I get those questions a lot from teenagers, and for the most part, I ask them like you know as long as it ain't nothing too evasive or like something that's gonna take us off track of this is about you, it's not about me. But I get wanting to know who you who you you know disclosing your your deepest darkest secrets to. You know, you yeah. don't want to do that to somebody like you feel like is a stranger. So, yeah, I never understood that rule of, of how strict they are about self-disclosure because, I mean, I didn't been through therapy myself. That's another question I get. Have you ever had therapy? I have. And mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you if I feel like you can't relate to me or you're not going to understand me. Like, I don't. Yeah. And I'm not going to open up. And kids especially are that way. So... And I tell my kids, look, I'm an open book. Whatever you want to know, ask me, I'll let you know. So, I mean, that shit would have worked out fine for you. <laughs> you would have knew everything you wanted to know from me. Yep. <laughs> and by design, though, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, it would have mm-hmm. been too, probably boring for you because it's like, well, hell, he just telling me every damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now the game over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, now we got to get to I the problem. Like, as a therapist, if I expect you to tell me about your life, I just feel it's slightly hypocritical for me to sit here and have to block out everything about me. Especially when it's an individual and a kid that's growing. But see, the population I work with, which is Medicaid, low cost, low poverty, mm-hmm. or poor environment. I, I work in the community. I drive, you know, I go to their homes and to their schools and do my sessions. Oh, wow. They need a mentor. They need a father figure. Yeah, they yeah. need somebody to help them understand and learn about life. So it, it benefit them to know. From, it benefit our relationship for them to let me know, look, my daddy got locked up when I was three. He stayed locked up till I was 14. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the life I had. Let me tell you about my experiences with that shit while it was happening and going on. Yeah. Like, that benefit me for the yeah. kind of population I work with. Like, yeah. they need somebody to connect to through the to, through common experiences. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. an alcoholic parent. And so, I, you know, especially if I if that's the, the basis of the kid. I'm, I'm an example of shit gets better, I feel like. So, mm-hmm. for me to let you me know, too. like, yeah, I had an alcoholic parent. I know that that's what you you are here for, but that doesn't have to define who you are. That's their issue. It's not yours type shit. So I do the same thing. I work for a nonprofit here that we provide one of the only free services in the area for people that don't have insurance or have access to services otherwise. So I get to say a lot of the same like kids with parents that can't afford to like take them other places. I also work a lot with DHR. And get like the parents who did shit to their kids, which is a mm-hmm. whole other topic altogether. But um, I think you have to, you have to, you have to let them know that you understand them. So I don't, you know, when kids ask me questions, I answer them. But they do play games. Yeah, they do. They, they yeah. ain't smart as they ain't smart as me. Yeah. <laughs> now don't get me wrong. Some of them have the potential and the IQ to be smarter than me one day. Yeah, but not right today. Yeah. No, not, not today. today. Not today, bro. <laughs> <Not today. laughs> um, so we at we finna be at two hours and ten minutes. Damn. 
Yeah, this is officially our longest episode, but also I feel yeah, like my one of the best. You know what I'm saying? But let's get one more final, you know, word of input from the uh, from the experience, the relationship, and a little bit, one more from the you know therapeutic. <laughs> what y'all I w- got? I mean, I would say like overall, as far as relationships go. Don't believe that shit you see on TV. Like, like that. That's what's gonna get you fucked up. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, this marriage thing is. It's another job. It's hard work. It's fulfilling. Absolutely, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it's something that you have to tend to day in and day out if you don't want it to slide into the abyss. Like, you have to be very cognizant of of your partner. You have to be cognizant of yourself and and, and what you think and what you want, you know, and and how to communicate that type of stuff to your partner. Um, I think a lot of people, they they see they see the roses and they don't see all the, you know, planting in the soil and and all the tilling and all that other kind of stuff that had to happen behind the scenes in order to get to that point. So people always see the baby. They don't see the labor. And there's a whole lot of labor and and things that have to go into that. So I, I think the thing that I always give, like if I was to give advice to anybody and sometimes I do. It's know yourself enough to know to dis, to be cognizant of whether marriage is proper for you. Some people ain't built for marriage. They aren't the kind of people who have that kind of personality, you know, to be, um, you know, depending on someone else and, and communicating that kind of way. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to know you're that kind of person before you, you know, enter into it with someone else. What are your thoughts, babe? I mean, it's one of those things where, like, the grass is greenest where you water it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it may look good from across the street until you get up on it and see a shame and water it in a week. So, yeah. um, <laughs> it's the brownish green. Yeah. Like, if you ain't putting no water on it, you don't have, you know, that super turf bro shit. Like, you need to be very intentional. Just like if you're yeah. doing your garden, you're planting carrots, you're planting this, you're planting that. You know exactly what you're putting into it. You know exactly mm-hmm. how much work it's going to take in order to yield your harvest and marriage is definitely one of those things so if you don't want to work hard make sure you're dating someone who doesn't want to get married (laughs) you know give them shit in the beginning and when they accept the shit you're good but if you're not down for that hard work sweat being out in the sun having your hair get napped up after you just got it done like don't do it yeah intention is a key word I, i agree with that but other than that, it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worth it's worth it if you into it, but you gotta be into it, like all the way into it. Not hey, I want a ring or I like weddings. Yeah, just or I want a baby. Yeah, I would say don't compare your relationship to anybody else's. That's another thing too. Great, and everybody want to be clear and cliff, but it's just a TV show. That, yeah, it's a TV show. <laughs> And you don't know, you know, what type of ins and outs would have been required for Claire and Cliff, plus all them damn kids to be happy as they was. Like, <laughs> unrealistic. But when you're looking at every, if you're looking at your relationship through the lens of somebody else's, it's never going to be right. Mm-hmm. Man, quick, quick soapbox. I don't, I don't understand the, I think it's good in a way that, you know, celebrity couples get praised because, you know, that shows, hey, you know. If other people are working it out, maybe I can too. But I think it's really stupid to be looking at someone else's relationship that you don't know the inner workings of and saying dumb shit like couples goals. You don't know shit about Jay-Z and Beyonce. You don't know shit about, you know, Will and Jada. You don't know shit about, you know, uh, Brock and Michelle. 
saying that you want their relationship is may not be something you really want. You know, they look good on on you know in pictures and on the internet. You don't know what's going on in that relationship. She got a booty. <laughs> I mean, not I mean, not that I had shit to do with what I was saying, but you know, we all know. Why you deflecting? So yeah. Don't don't look at someone else's plate when you don't you don't have any idea about how the food got onto it in the first place. You you don't really know it's there, because you're comparing yourself to a fantasy that you have in your head. Those, so, those are okay, okay. So from from my side, love love is fantastic. Love feels great. Love is amazing. Love is wonderful. But love ain't enough by itself. Nope. Mm-hmm. Love is like a goddamn signing bonus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's what love is. It's a signing bonus like a motherfucker. You gotta put in work on this contract to maintain them motherfucking bonuses, you know? Yes. So love yeah. takes a yeah. relationship takes effort. A relationship takes intentionality. A relationship takes each person trying to put in as much as they can to make that shit better. Tomorrow, I learned something in my diversity class, and I kind of apply to other shit. Like at a point, at the point, what I learned in diversity class was he, he said, "No, don't leave this class thinking you know something. Leave this class knowing that you don't know enough mm-hmm. to continue to search and learn about these things and these people." So I applied it to life. I applied it to relationship. I applied it to people. You know, even with your mate, don't assume because you know them better than you know anybody else that you know enough to stop learning about them. Mm-hmm. Continue to grow and learn with yeah. that person, and you know, and hope that they grow with you and learn you, and y'all can continue to be like, like a intertwined vine that you can't fucking get apart, or a knot <laughs> that you can't never goddamn get untangled. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's how it should be. Um, the only thing that I would add is that people need to be aware of the fact that relationships ebb and flow. It's not going to always be good. And just because it's not good doesn't mean that you walk away from it. You should be with the person that you want to be with during the bad time. Because they're going to be bad times. Shit is going to, you're going to act, you know, you're going to feel like, I don't know who this person is that I didn't marry. You know, you're going to feel like they, you change and you grow throughout the course of your lifetime. That doesn't stop because you get with somebody. They're going to grow. They're going to change. You're going to grow. You're going to change. Hopefully that will be together. But know that they're going to be ebbs and flows. It's not going to be perfect all the time. And that's okay. You know, it, nothing is perfect all the time. Um, and if you wanting to run at the first sign of trouble, you need to reevaluate the relationship as a yeah. whole. Because yeah. there are going to be highs. There's going to be lows. There are going to be in-between days where you're just kind of floating along and shit is just cool. It ain't great. It ain't bad. We're just floating. There are going to be those times. So, you know, don't don't look for a relationship that's going to be perfect and don't be out here trying to be relationship goals <laughs> just be you you, are. <laughs> you relationship goals today when you find out goddamn uh, Will and Jada drink goat's blood for dinner <laughs> your ass gonna be on some other shit now <laughs> no, no, I don't want that no more are you sure that's, what, that's how they got to where they had where you gonna get a goat from <laughs> I have a goat story but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go See, you, you different like Normal people don't know where the hell to find no damn goats. <laughs> Will and Jada, if they drink goat blood, they probably got a whole goat fucking factory somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just have that image. The imagery isn't pleasant. A goat factory. That's where they manufacture them. That's where they come from. Mm-hmm. The goat. That's why but, they. Uh, 
But uh, but I mean, that's where we at. Y'all got anything else on your mind? Nah. Y'all want to hit y'all uh, social media up one more time? Yeah, you do the social media, baby. All right, y'all can check us out on bynkradio.com or bynkradio.net under podcasts. We're there with our brother podcast, Devin Name. Like, we share a podcast page. Mm-hmm. You can also find us at black.married.fly on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and coming soon on Stitcher and Google Play. You can find me on social medias, Snapchat, Instagram. Twitter mm-hmm. at Candace Dene, that's C-A-N-D-A-C-E underscore D-E-N-E-A. And you can find Troublemaker on uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's Troublemaker, T-R-E-B-L-E-M-A-K-A. If you um, uh, we have, we also have a, a YouTube channel. Like it's under BYNK Radio. So if you search BYNK Radio, you'll see a couple of our uh, our podcasts and some other things that we have going on. Um, but yeah, just it, Google Black Mary Fly. If you put it in Google, just Black Space Mary Space Fly. We're like the first five or six entries, and and check us out, man. Thank you guys. All right. Uh, it was good having y'all on. I appreciate y'all for taking this time out of y'all wonderful Saturday. <laughs> this is dope. This is dope. We don't get to be therapists. Like, we talk <laughs> shit on the... <laughs> I'm sure people don't even believe, at least me. Uh, it's actually oh, shit, me either. All my petty goddamn aspirations. <laughs> we don't sound like therapists at all. I'll be real. We like, I wasn't sure y'all were. So Shogun had Shogun had to confirm some things. I was like, are, are they what they say they are, man? Because sometimes they don't sound like that. <laughs> And, and he had to confirm some things. So. <laughs> like I said, we bring our personality into the counselor. So this is who I am regularly. <laughs> the therapist side is a little bit different. Yeah, hopefully this. <laughs>